Blog Talk Radio. We've had the best football picks for a decade, and we ain't stopping now. Live from the IMLD Home Studios, in its 10th season, this is, in much less detail, the podcast, where we cut through the noise and give you your NFL breakdown in much less detail. Now your hosts, Jay and Dre. Oh yeah. Ten years of this. Can you believe it? We are here, we are live, and we're ready to rock and roll with our season preview tonight. 2022 NFL is finally upon us uh, a couple of days from now. Welcome in. You indeed have In Much Less Detail, the podcast, here with you live on a Tuesday night, September the 6th, 2022. I'm Dre, he's Jay, and we are ready to rock and roll with your two-hour live NFL preview. And somewhere in the last 90 seconds of the show, we'll also get in our pick for the Thursday night season opener, uh, Buffalo versus the L.A. Rams. Uh, Jay, I mentioned it on the last show. I got no confidence this year. I got I, I, all the player movements, all the new coaches, all the new schemes, all the new things going on. And I don't know how it's going to go, what's going to happen, who's going to react great right out the gate, who's going to need some time to acclimate, who's never going to get it together this year. I, I just, I have no idea. Uh, how, how's your confidence level? How's your gut feeling about your, uh, your predictions this year? I, I actually, sadly for you, feel pretty good. <laughs> I, I, oh, I think I've got a good handle on it. We always, I, I guess I'd say we always do, but you don't this year. So, you know, you're always confident going in, right? You, we, we can do no wrong. We're going to, we've got our Super Bowl teams picked out. We've got our division winners and our wild cards all picked out. And Yeah. I, we know from history, some of those picks are going to be laughably bad. Uh, some of our shocking picks come, come through. Too, you know, so hey, yeah. it, it, it's all for fun. I think we do a pretty good job of uh, of reassessing. But it's funny as we get deep into the season and our picks that look good from the beginning of the year, we fall in love with because now it's like now I got to get that team all the way. Right. I'm, I'm hoping that I saw things right. So if they start out hot, I got to stick with yeah. them. I got to ride or die. Right. Or you get to the playoffs and you've got some sleeper team in the playoffs or your Super Bowl team is still in the in the hunt. And, uh, yeah, all of a sudden then you're like, well, I picked them to go to the Super Bowl. i got to pick them now. Got to stay with them. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun. I'm ready for, I'm ready for Thursday night. I'll catch the last three quarters of that game. Uh, I'll be driving home, so I'll have some of that on the radio on Thursday night. And Sunday is all football for me. Packers play a 3.30 game, so I'm getting three hours of red zone shot right into my veins <laughs> on, on Sunday, and uh, I, am, I am definitely ready to, to kick back and watch a lot more football than I have watched in a very long time. Good. I'm happy for you. Yeah. It, it, it just, it, last year, it feels like I hardly watched any football. I was sneaking it in when I could. Like, I'd pull out my tablet, and I'd you know, jump on sling and just see whatever I could see. But I was trying to do it 
basically at work. And, you know, after a while, you just don't go back to it anymore. So then you're just checking score updates and stuff. No, this year, this year I plan on absorbing and watching a, a lot of football. Uh, the kids are starting to get old enough to be able to watch the games and enjoy them too, so that's good. And uh, I, hopefully, hopefully it helps me out. You know, right. I, I, you well, know, my picks aren't terrible, but yeah, you, you know. can't quite get over the hump when it comes to me, though. I've, I've been getting the better of you for some years now, so we'll, we'll see if it helps out. I can tell you from my experience, uh, sometimes you, what you watch is is detrimental. It makes you believe something more so than it actually is. You, uh, every team has up, ups, you know, ups, ups and downs. Every team has good days and bad days. So. Uh, sometimes you catch a team like two times in a row, three times in a row, and they're looking really great. And you're thinking, "Oh, okay, I got the, I got the scoop, I got the inside scoop." But these guys are really going somewhere and turning things around. And then it turns out, no, they they just they they got hot for a few games, and then they went back to who they who they really are. They are who we thought they were. Yeah, but I'm either way, I'm I'm excited to uh, to be able to talk as if I've seen things this year versus just watching highlights or reading about things or catching things on Twitter. So, Right. No, that definitely makes a difference as far as I'm concerned. You actually see the formations and actually see some of the bad plays develop. And it, yeah. it, it, it gets exciting when you get to a point where you can see, like, something terrible that's going to happen before the ball is snapped. You're like, uh-oh, I see, you know. These guys are overloading this side, and the offense didn't adjust, and this is going to be bad. So, yeah, that, that, that's a lot of fun to watch. Uh, and I'm looking forward to our, our. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be good. I think uh, we should just get right to it, so we don't spend 20 minutes uh, before we even start picking these, so we don't do the last division or two in the last 37 seconds. We're going to do that anyway. Have you read anything about point of emphasis uh, for the NFL refs this year? No, my God, no. Uh, I read one small thing. I don't know how legit it is or how much it's going to really matter, but it looks like the NFL wants the refs to throw some more illegal contact flags. I guess the percentage of illegal contact went down, and they think that's an issue, that there's more illegal contact that happens that doesn't get called. So that apparently is the, is the big point of emphasis this year. Oh, so. boy. Yeah, don't have to spend a lot of time on just something to look out for. It might be uh, might be some some extra first downs thrown out there that maybe you you wouldn't see yet necessarily. So uh, um, might be might I'd be like more to points. I'd like actually scored. know what contact is illegal. Uh, yeah, it, that is sketchy. That is sometimes uh-huh. you see contact that you go that definitely should be illegal and that it doesn't get called. And maybe that's the point. Maybe the NFL thinks there's a lot more that need to be called, and that's why they're doing this. So. Right. I now, guess we'll all find out. If that's because these calls are going automatically to pass interference, which is supposed to be a ball in the air penalty, um, yeah. you know, perhaps that actually, if you take the other side of that, could could help teams a little bit because a five yard penalty in a first down is way less punishing than a spot of the ball foul. That's true. If they want to call that before the ball gets in the air, before it even gets yeah. to that point, then. Uh, that that would be uh, better for the defense for sure. But what I, I I just don't like these bailout third and twenty two nope, uh, illegal you know, contact automatic first. Yeah, time. no, no, that's the keep <laughs> scores close option, and I don't like that. <laughs> it's not supposed to be like the video game; it's supposed to be real life. But yeah, anybody who doesn't get that, that's an old NBA live reference. 
Oh, yeah, that, that keep scores close option where all of a sudden your uh, yep. Bulls number 99 can't hit a shot, and you're like, now wait a damn minute. I, I always know. turned that option off. Yeah. That's yeah, how I, I knew I it was too. there. <laughs> I, I didn't like it either. Um, so do you, you don't want to bother with our new uh, playoff scoring system oh, that we discussed um, a little bit and – uh, you know, I don't maybe, know if you want to say that for the after show or. Yeah, I mean, we'll have a or basically we can we can roll that out uh, for the pick show since that's when we're officially picking games and obviously we'll go into it in more detail or much less detail uh, <laughs> once we get to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Okay, well we'll save that for uh, for for this coming Saturday yeah. when we get down right. to, to the actual week one. Because we have a change to our locks system, I believe as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, we do. Um, and I'm going to change the. Gonna, I was actually going to throw another wrinkle in that one uh, for you. Oh, too. yeah. We got more to discuss. Wow. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was going to basically say, let's not just. Uh, you can't take the same team back to back weeks as your lock. Um, I also think that should go for the opponent in that first game too. Oh man, I can't short the the Jets every week. Correct. Yeah, I <laughs> I, I think that because you're because the lock isn't necessarily that you're locking a team to cover as much as you're sometimes locking the other team uh, not to cover. Yes. So I I would say that we wipe both off the board for the next week, and we you know we were honorable about that and. Put a little wrinkle in there, because yeah, I mean, what did I do that uh, a few seasons ago? Where I just rode the Steelers. You just for... rode the Steelers <laughs> for about three or four weeks. So, so again, this is a little bit of self policing too. This isn't me picking on you either. Right, right. No, that's the first thing I thought about when you brought that up was the the streak you went on of just Steelers <laughs> all the way, and, and it worked. The Steelers every week. Yeah, it, 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 when it was going good, it was going good. So. No, that's uh, I have no no issue with either one. Uh, no, okay. uh, no no consecutive teams uh, from week, from week to week uh, picking for or against. We'll, we'll, right. we'll definitely have to you know keep an eye on that. So, uh, but yeah, I, I, I don't have a problem with that. Well, and, and the chances are pretty good that a team that you're locking up against, you're probably not locking up the very next week. Uh, but it still throws that little wrinkle in there too. Sure. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. We can we can yep. go with that. We're not going um, full uh, survivor with our lives. Right. That's, that's funny you mentioned that because I'm actually running a survivor pool at work this year. So. Oh. Uh, that, that's the, that's been the most fun part is explaining that part of this. Uh, you pick a team and they win, that's great, but you can't pick that team anymore the rest of the year. And some people are like, "What?" Yeah, survivor survivor pools can be uh, pretty punishing, especially when you lose week one. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, it can. So I'm definitely looking forward to seeing some of these people and, and who they decide to be. Some of them don't know anything about football at all. They just want to get involved because there's money on the line. So. Right. That's going to that's be fun. Um, and I'll, I have, and I have the, some other uh, fantasy news uh, that I'll give in the after show, too. I'm going oh, okay. on a journey. Uh, I'm going on a fantasy journey this year that I'm going to keep up to date on. Uh, I'll update every week on the show. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yes. Uh, and I've got my team that I drafted as well this past weekend that I can get into. Oh, yeah, um, I can make fun of your team. Although, <laughs> it doesn't right. sound well, like I'm going to make fun of it too much. Uh, I, I killed the, the best quarterback in the league. I know that much. So, sorry. Well, I told you to pick him number one overall. 
<laughs> yeah, that's but you were kind of joking, right? No, I would have taken If I had the number one pick in the draft, that's what you know. I took Aaron Rodgers every year for how many years in a row in the first round? Yeah. yeah. How many times did I win? Uh, quite a few. So. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There you, then. Good, good point out of you. Uh, so I do have the uh, BetMGM odds up as well for all the teams, Super Bowl odds, division odds, ah, okay. uh, and then whether they will make the playoffs or not. So I've got all that going on as well. Uh, so, yeah, I got a – Oh, okay. I was just going to say, if I know what a creature of habit you are, we're starting in the NFC West. That's what we do. That's how we roll. That, that is our uh, tradition that was determined by me years ago with no input from Jay. This is all me. That I always start our season previews off in the division of the defending champions. And so I suggested before we went on that we just kind of this year try to go team by team, get all our shit in, get all our stuff out of, out of the way, all of our opinions about each team individually, and then give our order later as a way of – just cutting down, uh, uh, taking too much time and doubling back and talking about teams hey, that we already covered. We can always call an audible. <laughs> As we normally do. Yes. Uh, so I will start it in uh, alphabetical order. So we won't start with the champs. I want your first opinions on the Arizona Cardinals. Wow. Yeah. Uh, they make the big trade. Right for for Hollywood Brown, just give another another piece to that offense that it, which is just mind blowing that they're going to have you know Marquise Brown, AJ Green, the ghost of the corpse of AJ Green, uh, the trade yeah. for Zach Ertz. I, I worry about their running game. Uh, baby Terminator, I really, he's kind of a mop-up change of pace guy, but that's a that's a throw first offense. So uh, they go and they get the deep ball uh, player. It's just going to be absolutely, you know, insane with what they're putting up down there. Um, and I just worry about their defense. You know, they've got JJ Watt, but you know, is it, we talk about the corpse of uh, AJ Green. I, I think JJ Watt's going to be good for them in in stretches. But I think overall, while I love the offense, I think in such a competitive division, I worry a little bit about their defense. We've seen fast starts and late fades from that team, um, which which gives me a little bit of concern. Love their special teams. Matt Prater, uh, what might be the second best kicker in the league behind Justin Tucker. So overall, I like the Cardinals prospects this year, um, but I don't want to give away where I'm picking them in the division. Oh, okay. Pretty glowing. Uh, no new Hopkins for the first six games of the year for them. Yeah. for Peds. Uh, so, yeah, you were talking about A.J. Green and, and Dollywood Brown sort of filling in and trying to uh, take the slack away. I, I was always a Hollywood Brown fan in Baltimore, so we'll see if he can uh, step up with a more consistent quarterback than Lamar. I, I think Kyler's more consistent, at least if he does his homework. Uh, Kyler, got to do your homework, kid. They had to put it in his contract. That's, that's pretty crazy. Uh, yeah, as far as that defense, Vance Joseph has worked to, to make that D competent. It, it's it, it can be better, but it, it can be a lot worse too. I think he's done a, a good a good job of using the talent there in general and putting them in, in pretty good position. If they can coax one last good season out of Watt, that will put them in a great place as far as that defense goes. Uh, I'm rooting for Buda Baker. 
the, the safety who was last seen uh, KTFO on the field versus the Rams in the playoffs game. So uh, I'm, I'm rooting for a lot of redemption type stories there for Arizona if, if everything falls into place. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not down on the Cardinals. I think the arrow is still pointing up for them. Uh, they play in a really tough division, one of the better uh, divisions, both of the Western divisions this year. I know we're so East Coast centric. But I think the two best divisions in football are both of the Wests. Yeah, I, I don't think there's too much doubt about that, that's for sure. Um, I was intending to have these uh, bets up uh, already, and I kind of spit the bit a little bit. Oh, there it is. Uh, Arizona Cardinals to make the playoffs. Yes, plus 120. No, minus 145, just to get that in uh, while we talk about each team. Um, and so from there, now we get to the champs, the L.A. Rams. Yeah, I, well, what can you say about the Rams? I mean, they, they, they won the Super Bowl. They, they, they didn't win it easy. I mean, they had some, some you know, basically three really hard-fought games in a row there between the Bucks, the Niners, and then the Super Bowl. Uh, it could have gone either way for them, but, they hey, they went all in last year, right? They completely sold out to get that and title, worked. and it worked. So, hey, good for them. Um, they still have you know, Matt Stafford. They still have Cooper Cup, you know, MV playing at an MVP level. He was the shit, as far as you were concerned, last year. Uh, right. They go out, they pick up Allen Robinson. And their running game's eh. Again, very similar to the, to the Cardinals, uh, but the uh, worry I have about the Cardinals for their defense is hard to have a, a, a worry about that like for the for the Rams you know Aaron Donald Leonard Floyd Bobby Wagner this year uh Jalen Ramsey one of the best cover corners in the league so the, the Rams are going to be fine yeah uh, a lot of worrying in the uh off season or the the uh exhibition season about Matthew Stafford's uh, yeah, elbow. elbow issue yeah so we'll, we'll see how that plays out. Uh, a lot of worrying last year before the season about Matthew Stafford's INTs going into last year's playoffs. He had a lot of picks. I, I didn't hear much about it in the off season. I think it worked out okay. Uh, uh-huh. He cut cut down on the picks once the uh, once the playoff game started. Uh, I would guess his second year in this offense now he'll be even more efficient. I don't think he'll throw as many interceptions. Uh, don't forget about Radio Raheem, Raheem Morris, making some adjustments and getting a lot of pressure with guys in addition to Aaron Donald and, and Leonard Floyd. Uh, very unsung the way that he, he puts some guys in position to, to be effective. It's real easy to look at the Rams and go, oh, shit, we got to stop Aaron Donald. Oh, shit, we got to stop Leonard Floyd. And, and Raheem Morris made sure that there were other people there to pick up the slack and make plays, and I think that was uh, an, an overlooked part of uh, the Rams' success last year. Uh, Allen Robinson is a pro. Adding him could be a, a huge thing. Um, longtime Seattle tackle machine, Bobby Wagner gets in there. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. No, nothing to worry about as far as the Rams go. Of course, they uh, their odds to make the playoffs are pretty astronomical. Yes is a minus yeah. 250 on them, and no is a plus 200. Okay. Uh, your thoughts on the 49ers? Uh, a lot of question marks for me about the 49ers this year. Uh, we're going to see how well they do with the change over to Trey Lance. They, they decided to uh, keep Jimmy Garoppolo, and actually they paid him. Uh, they, re- they restructured the contract he's making good. 
um, if not the best backup quarterback money in the league. So I don't know if yes. that's an insurance policy against Trey Lance or if if that's they're trying to do right by Jimmy G. I, I don't know, but I, I didn't see a whole lot out of Trey Lance last year to make me think that this is going to be an automatic, you know, he's going to be a superstar right away. He plays in a fairly tough division. Uh, I'm interested to see what happens with, with Debo now that Debo got the bag too. Uh, how does does Kyle Shanahan use him the same way as this, or is he a more of a protected asset now because that's a lot of money taking a big pounding, um, trying to run him out of the backfield and run him between the tackles and, and do all these little uh, things. So does he become more of a wide receiver this year, or you know do they try to run him out of the backfield more? You'd like to hope that Elijah Mitchell, that the, the running backs can stay healthy. I like the defense, but all my, most of my concerns uh, for the Niners are that offense transitioning from Jimmy G. And to say what they want about Jimmy G, his winning percentage is ridiculous. <laughs> uh, and moving over to Trey Lance, seeing how he works with the with the mad genius this year. You definitely had some questions about Trey Lance from the little bit that you watched him play. I, I remember that. Uh, yeah, yeah, a little indecisive. Uh, my love of the Niners last year, as you might remember, was tied around yes. their yards per play, which I didn't uh, imagine they would be there in the top of the league like that, but they were. They That creativity and that mad genius of, of Kyle Shanahan, they finished tied with the Bucks last year uh, at 6.1 yards per play, uh, best in the league, and that was with the static Jimmy G under center. Theoretically, it could get even better with Trey Lance, who's so much more of, of a dynamic athlete. Um, and, yeah, to your point, Jimmy G, he did everything he could to, to hold on to that job, yeah. taking him to the, uh, the NFC title game. But, you know, Kyle Shanahan was ready to move on. I think they pretty much made that clear. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. Jimmy G got Doug Collins. <laughs> they, they need to go to the next level. They need to yes. point A to point B. Um, and, I, and it sounds like Shanahan – or. Uh, uh, Garoppolo sort of did some strategical surgery. Like, he, if you read some things, maybe he uh, could have had that sh- shoulder uh, surgery earlier and decided to sort of push it to this point and make himself not really tradable. Like, who's going to trade for a guy that's still sort of recovering and rehabbing from shoulder surgery? So maybe he kind of played his own hand and made himself to where he had to stay there in San Francisco and didn't want to get dealt anywhere else. And, hey, you know, if the other options are like Cleveland and Carolina and places like that, I I don't think I'd want to go anywhere either. But, yeah, that's definitely going to be something to keep an eye on. Can Trey Lance hold off Jimmy G? Will Kyle Shanahan pull the trigger and put Jimmy G back in if Trey Lance uh, really struggles? Uh, That's the the huge question there. Uh, That underrated defense led the league with 98 tackles for loss. They had 48 sacks. They had – a bunch of quarterback hits, 103 QB hits as a team. The, the defense is going to keep San Francisco competitive while Trey Lance goes through the growing pains. It's all about how fast does he get through those and how, how fast can he turn it around and become a, a productive NFL quarterback. Uh, and yeah, Debo, uh, your guy, your MVP, the, the all-world weapon, uh, he can win some games by himself, but that's a gift. Kyle Shanahan uses him the same way, like you were saying. So, yeah, uh, some excitement and some optimism. But, yeah, uh, I'm with you with some question marks uh, with San Francisco. Yeah. Uh, they are a uh, favorite to make the playoffs again, even with Trey Lance. They are minus 225 to make a playoff run and plus 180 if you think they're going to drop out. 
Um, and now the, the betting numbers and the betting lines tend to be more like lined up with the previous year even than we are. Yeah, I think uh, people are not going to run out there and throw their money on a on a team that didn't right. make the playoffs last year, and they're very low to uh, yep. bet against a team that did make it, even with uh, a big personnel change like that. Although I, I the odds tell you, that I believe the number is five teams from year to year will make the playoffs that didn't make the playoffs the year before. So keep that in mind. On average, yeah. On average, about uh, five. So speaking of regime change. The Seattle Seahawks. Uh, they're tar- They're trash. They're terrible. <laughs> they're trash. Um, as much as no, you know what? I, we can make fun of oh God, Geno Smith, as much as we want, and that he's the starting quarterback for that team. I'm not even gonna bag on their offense. This might be the worst defense in the league. They're starting two, two count them rookies in that secondary already. So the, now the Legion of Room is gonna get even a little bit more roomy. Uh, the Seahawks will be prime contenders for the number one pick next year. How much ground can Jamal Adams cover? He's already covering the entire field. Jesus. Uh, yeah, so no uh, hashtag let Geno cook, like let Russ cook. It's time to time to let Geno cook. No? no? Okay. Uh, hashtag oh God, Geno Smith. I think oh God, I Geno Smith. Yeah, we're, we're, we'll be going with that. Is it, This is the last hurrah for Pete Carroll, is it not? That's, that's what I'm looking at because he's, he's – Kind of falling off the the edge there. The the whole thing is is old and stale. And yeah. his franchise quarterback, his style of football chased off the franchise quarterback. Russ Wilson wanted out of there for at least two years. Like he was doing everything he could possibly do to get his ass out of Seattle. He finally did it this off season, and you know, he really stands out in this division. Pete Carroll, as I've already mentioned multiple times, when you look at Arizona and the Rams and the Niners and the the offense and the creativity and, and the young fresh minds and the and the thinking that's going on there, and then you look at Seattle, it's like, oh no, that's yeah. No, that's you, not it's past, it, you feel like it's passing them by. Yeah, they they finished next to last in pass defense last year. It's no surprise facing the Rams, Cards, and Niners. I don't think that's going to change. I'm with you. I'm looking very much down at them. So is the uh, the playoff odds. They are plus 600 if you think they're going to make the playoffs and minus 900 to, uh, to not make them. Nope. Wow. Okay. So. So with that, your NFC yeah. West order. Order for the division. From top yep. to bottom, Rams, Cardinals, Niners, Seahawks. I am slightly different. I'm going Rams, Niners, Cardinals, Seahawks. Yeah, that's pretty much for me was the only question was who's second, who's third. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it might not be a big difference. I really struggled. I think about struggling with this division. Wait till we do the AFC West. I struggled with that mightily for that order. But – uh, I do have the Cardinals as a wild card, and uh, oh. that's it. So I've got the Rams and the Cardinals coming out of the division, but I've got the, the Niners just missing. All right. I do not have any wild cards out of the NFC West. I think they'll oh. beat, around, beat each other around, okay. and yeah. i got the Rams emerging and nobody else. It's a tough division. It is. We will move on to the NFC North, and I will uh, – oh, I meant to do the uh, division odds uh, while I have those up for the NFC West. Rams plus 125, 
Niners plus 160. That's a lot closer than I thought it would be. Cardinals a bit of a drop back from there, plus 375. And for you big-time long-shot players, the Seahawks are plus 2,000 to win the NFC. Go Seahawks. 2,000. Go for it. It ain't happening. Well, if you think it is, there's a lot of money out there for you. We will move on from there to the NFC North, which is going to engender some interesting conversation between us, I'm sure. I probably. Uh, we will start alphabetically in Chicago. What do you think about the Bears? I think they're going to be pretty bad this year. Uh, they, they dealt off most of their best defensive players. Uh, that's not good. Keem Hicks is gone. Uh, Khalil, Khalil Mack, Mack is gone. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be interesting. They're playing uh, – you know, again, another team that's starting two rookies in the secondary, uh, just like Seattle. I don't. I think that now again you have Justin Fields starting another season under a different head coach in a different system. So we get to see how that goes. Oh, also they traded off or let walk his best receiver. So um, while you know, I, I got the feeling like the Bears are going to be. They, they might be competitive. Um, you know, there were so Justin Fields showed flashes, but we talked about this last year. When he showed flashes, it was all him. It, it had nothing to do with scheme or, or play calling or anything other than just raw talent. And so last year for me, it felt like for him, uh, for uh, like uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence, you know, you had some of these rookie quarterbacks where the, that first season really felt like a lost first season where the, there was never really, other than just a flash here or there, and Trevor Lawrence never had any flashes last season. Um, it, it almost feels like this is a rookie season again for Justin Fields, and the cupboard's fairly bare. So I think it's going to be a long year in Chicago. I can't possibly say much uh, else different than that. Bye, Bears. Bye, Bears. A new regime, new front office, new position as undisputed QB1 now for Justin Fields. At least he doesn't have the competition. He's not looking at Andy Dalton behind his shoulder there. Um, I, I also don't have any high expectations. I've covered this, uh, this offseason on this show that this is clearly uh, a rebuild. Um, just get him through the season and try not to get him hurt. Just do, find some way to protect him with your shitty-ass offensive line and try to keep your franchise quarterback upright and let him get the experience that he needs if he's ever going to be any good. You know, as a, as a Bears fan, every positive that happens is like, that's cool, just great. Don't, just don't get him hurt. That's all I care about. Whatever positive, that's, that's fine. Just keep him upright. The one thing they did have last year is getting after the quarterback. So, of course, they get rid of Khalil Mack. But, again, I, I got to be consistent. I said when they, when that move happened, they, they're not going to win with him. By the time they're good again, Khalil right. Mack will be retired. So, it's fine. It's, get some assets for him and, and move on. That's, that's understandable. Uh, they legit waiver claim like eight dudes uh, when, they, when they, they set their roster. So, uh, clearly, wow. the, uh, the, the new uh, GM doesn't really like the guys that's there. So, it's just turn the bottom of the roster, turn it over, see what happens. Uh, you know, Brian Poles, Matt Eberflus, good, good luck. That's all I can say. Um, again, if you're a long shot player and you think the Bears will make a surprise playoff run, you will get plus 425 if they make the playoffs and minus 600 to short them and not make the playoffs. That that almost sounds like a, a, a bit of a deal there. Only minus 600. It sounds like a, if that's You know, I've never mm. thought of, like, when could I spend 600 to make 100? Well, that but sure that sounds might like be it. it. <laughs> that might be the way. 
Oh dear, <laughs> poor Bears. Okay, moving on uh, to your your ankle biters, the Detroit Lions. Yeah, we talked about this uh, last show or two shows ago about the Lions were teams that lose so many close games. No team was more of a you, – you caught on to this before I did last year about what an auto cover the Lions had turned into uh, at yeah. points last season. And, and I was glad that they finally up and won a few of those games. But, they, yeah, they're gritty. They're fiery. They're passionate right? They, they've, they've, they've definitely – they lead the league in guts. I mean, you can say all those things about the Lions – but Jared Goff is still their quarterback. I mean, they have an okay running game. DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams, I don't hate them. Um, their receivers are, eh, you know, Hawkinson's a nice tight end. Their defense is basically mediocre. Their defense is okay. Their defense isn't awful. Um, but they, for whatever reason, whatever you want to say about the Lions, they're, they're always around, <laughs> you know. They're, they just – lingered around last year. So they're, they're that team that I think a lot of people overlook. I don't think they're going to sniff the playoffs. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but I think they're going to win a few more games than they won last year. Maybe it's five, maybe it's six. Um, it definitely, I think, would be more than the Bears. So <laughs> Lions, the arrow is pointing up until they get a quarterback. Right. Yeah, Dan Campbell's guys, they uh, they, they fight. Uh, adding Aiden Hutchinson uh, is the most yeah. perfect person drafted for a franchise since the Celtics got Larry Bird. Like, no franchise uh, added a guy that fits their personality better than the Lions drafting yeah. Aiden Hutchinson. He's all grindy and passionate, just like the uh, the Lions are grindy. It will be a playoff. Kid. That's right. Uh, will it mean a playoff run? I'm I'm skeptical as well for the exact same reason that you uh, articulated because it's such an inconsistent man at such a key position. Jared Goff and his yeah. woeful 39.5 QBR last year. I, I'm sorry, I can't believe in a team that's got that guy still no. as their number one guy. The guy that drove Sean McVay so mad that he led him to a Super Bowl appearance, and McVay still said, "Get the fuck off my team! I can't take you anymore." No, I can't trust that guy. But I'm, I'm rooting for him. They, they fight. They're yeah. grindy and they cover threads. So, yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll root for him. Besides, no team had less QB knockdowns than Detroit last year. Um, so, besides the quarterback, they still got a long way to go, to your point, that their their defense is high in, in trying to get a it's, uh, yeah. better. But, yeah. <laughs> they eyed. Yeah, um, they're squarely in that. 15 to 20 range, I bet, by the end of the season for defense. You know, maybe just a little worse than league average or right there. Right. Uh, Lions to make the playoff run plus 350. That's pretty decent odds if you think they're going to make a run. Uh, minus 450 to short the Detroit Lions. All right, time to talk about the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, I, I'm i more curious to hear what's, what you're going to say about the Green Bay Packers. But You already heard what, go, what I'm going to say. I'm going to go first. Uh, I think the Green Bay Packers are going to be just fine. Uh, People are worried about Aaron Rodgers losing Devontae Adams. I'm of the opinion, if you watch them late, that Aaron Rodgers had such just Raider lock on Devontae Adams that now he's going to be forced to move the ball around more. I expect them to struggle early. I actually think that they'll have a tough time. Maybe they could start the season 2-2 or 2-3. You know, we'll get an R-E-L-A-X moment from Aaron Rodgers, perhaps. But I, I think that he's, he's going to find these guys. There's going to be weapons that emerge out of that. Because when you have that top-tier quarterback, 
like Aaron Rodgers is, they, they tend to make playmakers and stars out of guys that you don't expect. And that's why whenever you have these top-tier quarterbacks and their receivers leave, those guys go into witness protection. We saw it with Manning. We saw it with Favre. We saw it with Brady. We've seen it with Rodgers. You know, you have a receiver who thinks he's the hot shit. He leaves town, and then poof, ghost. Um, I don't think what a lot of people talk about is that might be uh, this Packers defense. This might be the second best third, this is a top three defense, I think, in the NFC. I think they give the Rams and the Saints a run for their money. I think that doesn't get talked about a lot. Um, there are there are solid players at every position. They don't have a weakness. They don't have a Kevin King out there anymore. Uh, waiting to just get victimized by somebody in a playoff game. Uh, they're, they're solid all the way through. I think that defense keeps them in a lot of games. I think that if they hold teams under 20, Aaron Rodgers will muster up enough offense, good running game uh, to get things done. So I, I'm actually not that worried about the Packers. Uh, he might have a R-E-L-A-X moment, or he might have a blow-up-and-lose-his-mind moment and like, fuck all these guys. They're terrible. Uh, I think this is going to test his patience uh, and is really going to be something to watch. Uh, again, I'm not totally confident in any of these predictions, but at least as Packers, when I've been saying this since the, uh, the Devontae Adams move was made, so it's not like it's anything new. And I'm going to stick to, to my opinion. The, you know, the least penalized offense last year, the Green Bay Packers, that's kind of the problem. This was going around social media. I don't know if you caught any of it back when the playoffs started. Uh, a lot of looking at Aaron Rodgers' playoff games and his actual play and his lack of penalties, lack of bad throws, but that being a not-so-good thing because, you know, Aaron Rodgers, he would rather make uh, – he would rather get beat not taking a chance, then make a risky play and maybe make a mistake and maybe make an INT. And that's that's great in the regular season. That wins a lot against the Bears and the Lions. That wins a lot against mediocrity. Then the playoffs start, and you see what his playoff record is. It's not very good. Uh, the opposition is better. You need to do more to win games. And Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to do more because he's afraid of throwing the INT and being you know, accused of, of losing the game. And he doesn't take criticism very well. I don't know if you've noticed that over the years, but Aaron Rodgers doesn't like to be criticized very much. He's very sensitive. Uh, the special teams lost that game, the, the playoff game against the 49ers. Yes. Don't make any mistake. I understand the special teams lost that game. But my point is Aaron Rodgers didn't try to win it. He didn't do what it took to put that game away and win it. He was just trying to survive and trying to make it through and get through to the end, and, and it, they didn't make it. And now without he doesn't even have Devontae Adams anymore to try to survive and pick through and make it through. I've said it when it happened, and I'm going to keep saying it. Nine and eight. Look it. They are mediocre without Devontae Adams. He's going to try to take these dudes. He's already uh, losing his patience with him in the preseason, which was not a surprise to me at all. Um, yeah, these guys are they're just guys. And Aaron Rodgers is going to be made to look like just a guy trying to get these guys to look better than what they are. I they were 8-0 eight, eight no at home last year. And then, oh, my God, it's the frozen tundra. The, the California kids, the 49ers are coming in. How? How are the 49ers going to beat the great Aaron Rodgers in the frozen tundra? That, because Aaron Rodgers doesn't go out and win playoff games. He just tries to survive and pick along and make his way through. Yeah, they're, they're, they're not anywhere near as good as what uh, what they used to be without Devontae Adams. I really, truly believe that. 
but I might be dead, be dead wrong about it because I don't really have any confidence in any of my thoughts this year. Yeah, and you know, at least you're consistent. <laughs> that's, just how, that's how I felt. That's how I felt when, Bears I, when I saw the, the move. This is a Bears fan. Take everything I say about the Packers with a grain of salt because I'm a Bears fan. Yeah, because your owner has been ramming it up your ass for a decade. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Well, well, we'll see what happens this year then. Uh, the, the Bears aren't going to be any challenges to them, that's for sure. I already understand that. Uh, the Packers are still a huge, huge favorite to make a playoff run. They're minus 450, and they're plus 333. Is that right? To, to not make it? That's a very odd number, but that's, that's, that's what it says. Number. Yeah, so that, that's what you got if you want to short the Packers to not even make the playoffs, which I don't think I'm, that, I'm quite that down on them. Not, not quite. And then the Minnesota Vikings. So they also make a, uh, a head coaching change. So that'll be interesting to see, you know, what the look of that offense is, you know, new, new HC, new OC. I mean, the whole thing changes over. Um, are the Vikings going to trust Kirk Cousins? That's the question because the previous head coach was keep the ball out of Kirk Cousins' hands in the crucial moment because we have seen in Washington and in Minnesota that if the game is on the line and you need Kirk Cousins to make the play, oh, he'll make the play all right for the other team. <laughs> I mean, he will throw the soul-crushing interception. He will have the soul-crushing fumble. He'll, he'll kneel at you know right before halftime with no time. Oh. He will do those things. That's, Never going to let him live that one down. no. <laughs> No, it's one of the worst plays I've ever seen. And I think it goes under the radar because it just happened right before halftime in a meaningless Monday night game. But come on, that was one of the yeah. biggest bonehead plays I've ever seen. Um, but that, that's Kirk Cousins. But with all that said, guy's a stat machine. <laughs> had, up those had, numbers. If you blind, if you do one of those blind tests of Kirk Cousins' numbers last year, those were those were MVP numbers. He had a great season. They have a great running game. Uh, they have a revamped defense. They get Patrick Peterson. They get to Darius Smith. They're clearly, maybe they're smelling some blood in the water with the Packers, with the new coach, and they're going to go for it. Yeah. I still think they come up a little short. Yeah, we uh, we have very similar views on them. Um, I can see them coming up short as well, but there is optimism with the new regime. Uh, they got longtime football man Ed Donatel comes over from Denver to take over uh, Kevin O'Connell's defense. And uh, Minnesota, you know, they, they hit the quarterback fine last year. They had 51 yep. sacks, which was second in the NFL. It was stopping everything else defensively. That was the problem. <laughs> uh, yeah, their back so, end was bad. Yeah, they they had the, the linebackers had injuries. They had a lot of issues uh, behind the front four. So they're relying on some old heads to get back to form. You mentioned Peterson, uh, Eric Kendrick trying to make another run. Harrison Smith, yeah. the hard hitting safety. A lot of thirty year olds back there. But if they put it together, they you know just one year of of, of quality play. Uh, I like them. I, I think they can do some damage. Uh, O'Connell's got that three wide ramps set, and that, that's going to free up Justin Jefferson. Or you talk about Kirk Cousins' numbers, more three wide sets and, and you know more wide open offense in, in the dome for for the Vikings. He might have he might have even better numbers than last year, and Justin yeah. Jefferson might be MVP. He might just go completely crazy in that offense. Uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of wide open things, and and that uh, Kirk, I, I think he might. I think you he like might. that. You like that. 
I, I think Bert's going to like that a lot. So, uh, your your order for the uh, the NFC North. I'll be stunned if we have a different order, but I'm going Packers, Vikings, Lions, Bears. Man, how can you be stunned the way I've been crashing down on the Packers and, and, and talking? I mean, you're saying, I mean, if you've got the Vikings going over them, that that's great. <laughs> it took a long time to get there. I didn't know if I was going to pull the trigger. Yeah, just just barely. I, I got the, the the Vikings first uh, over the pack. Wow! Oh, I'm going to do it. Definitely be revisiting. Yeah, uh, certainly the uh, Lions uh, followed by the Bears in that division for sure. Vikings to make the playoffs. Uh, it's it's pretty tight there. Uh, Toss up pretty much. Uh, yes is minus one thirty. No is minus. Uh, no is plus one ten. Uh, so it's it's right on the borderline for a lot of people. Yeah. I, I'm not saying that the Vikings are going crazy. If I think the Packers are nine and eight, I don't know if I got the Vikings better than like ten and seven, uh, but that wow, would be enough okay. to to win the division. And the uh, NFC North division order, uh, if you're betting that, it's Packers still the big favorite at minus one fifty five. Vikings are the second best plus two forty. Big drop to the Lions plus eight fifty, and a bigger drop to the Bears plus twelve hundred for you long shot players. From there, we move. We move on to the uh, NFC South. Um, do you want to keep uh, starting first? Or you want me to take it first uh, for yeah, any you of these? Go ahead. Um, okay, I will. Like, I meant to alternate. Yeah, I meant to alternate before, and I gave, ah, gave you the okay. uh, the NFC North anyway. I forgot about well, it. So you can have the next two. I'll, I'll take the next two if I remember. Uh, the NFC South. Starting uh, alphabetically with the Atlanta Falcons. <sighs> uh, no Maddie Ice, no uh, no running attack unless they get Cordero Patterson breaking one back there to wide receiver because their best running attack. Uh, no pass rush at all. No bright signs on defense except their cornerbacks, basically. Uh, Marcus Mariota, the, the starting quarterback. Godspeed, young man. And uh, don't let Desmond Ritter stand behind you with any sharp objects because he's just waiting to take you out. And that's my outlook on the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, uh, I have deemed the Falcons, uh, I believe they are going to be my fun, bad team of 2022. Ah. Uh, they're going to be in a lot of high. I think they're going to score points. I, I am not down on this offense. This offense is weird as hell. But especially at home, you get them on the fast track, you get them in these dome situations, I think they're going to score some points. I mean, Cordero Patterson is not an NFL running back, but he gets the ball in his hands, he makes things happen, and he can catch the ball. You know, he's the mediocre wide receiver. He can catch, you know, he can catch the ball in space. Uh, they've got enormous players out there. Uh, Drake London, Kyle Pitts, uh, Cordero Patterson. These guys are all huge players. And then a running quarterback. And then even behind Mariota, another running quarterback in Desmond Ritter, uh, who, yeah, I think Marcus Mariota, based off of what I saw in the preseason, Ritter looks like he's going to be the guy. Um, And I would expect probably by you know, mid-season, we'll see Atlanta transition over to Ritter. They're going to lose a lot of games. They're going to be right up there with the Bears and the Seahawks, you know, fighting for that number one pick. Um, defense is trash. There's really, you know, they've got A.J. Terrell. They've got Casey Hayward. They, 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 they've actually got an okay secondary, 
But like you said, you can't leave your secondary exposed if you can't put the quarterback on the ground. And other than Grady Jarrett, there's nobody on that defense that can do it. So everybody's going to double Grady, and the quarterbacks are going to be clean, and Atlanta's going to lose a whole lot of games 38-31. to 31. <laughs> Can't cover receivers for 20 seconds. No. <laughs> Fun bad. Uh, just like the Cardinals were at the, you know, at the beginning of the Kyler Murray era, where the defense wasn't always there. But, they, yeah, fun bad. I think Atlanta's going to be fun to watch, and they're going to lose a lot of high-scoring games. Okay, Jason loves the overs in Atlanta. I do like some Atlanta overs. That defense is weird, but it will put up points. I mean, that offense is weird, but it will yeah. put up points. The defense will put up points, too. <laughs> right. <laughs> for the other team. Uh, maybe that's the prop to look out for for Atlanta is, is what week the, do they make the move and, and sit Mariota and put Ritter up with these uh, you know, six, I, seven uh, later? Yeah, I'd be curious. I don't have their schedule up, but if I could, let me, let's look at Atlanta here and um, see what their schedule is this season. Because I've got a sense if they're, you know, based, you know, a lot of times when you look at it, it's like when's their bye yeah, are they going to pull a, a Dolphins and, and sit uh, sit Fitzpatrick even though he's winning games and make the move no matter what? Yeah, and they, they won't be winning many games. <laughs> uh, the Dolphins didn't so it all comes down to me for, you know, what, yeah, when's the bye? Is that, if it, that's always a, a logical time if a quarterback is like, eh, you know, they'll probably have a losing record by then no matter what. So I think that's what Ritter is going to be waiting for. But that's exciting. I actually, uh, from what I saw of Desmond Ritter in the preseason, uh, intriguing. Uh, Big underdogs to make the playoffs, Falcons, uh, plus 700 to make it. If you want to short them, it's going to cost you 1100 to make 100. I don't think that's a very good bet, necessarily. I mean, you'd win the bet, but that's (laughs) a lot of money. It's a lot of risk. Uh, Speaking of risk, the Carolina Panthers and uh, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold rolled his ankle, poor guy. So he's uh, he's not going to even make a challenge to Baker. It's all Baker's. It's Baker's show for the first half of the season, at least. I'm just I'm curious to see. Uh, we we talk a lot about Baker. We made a lot of fun of Baker. He's basically a celebrity quarterback. He's more on TV yeah. for commercials than anything else. But I'm curious to see if he's any good now that his broken back is healed. The motherfucker tried to play the whole season through a broken back. I still think his coach, uh, Kevin Stefanski in Cleveland, should have sat him down at some point. That was just asking a little too much. Um, but now it's, it's healed, it's surgery repaired, all that. So I'm, I'm actually curious to see what he's got. I know that first game is going to be nuts when he goes to, to Cleveland. Um, he's probably going to try to throw for 500 yards in that game. Uh, but after that, we'll see you know what he's made of uh, for the rest of the season. Uh, the unreliable Christian McCaffrey is back. Yay, Christian McCaffrey. He's, he keeps getting hurt. I'm, I'm a big fan of his talent, but he cannot stay on the field. Um, should be the last year for Matt Rule and that administration. The, the, the whole sis boom ba thing kind of reminds me of, you know, Ted Lasso. They just got a, got a lot of lines that sound real good at the press conference, but what his team takes the field is just not very good. So I, I'm low on the Panthers. Yeah, I don't think the Panthers are going to be very good. Um their best offensive player, like you said, Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, they're great for the two or three games you might get out of him. I mean, he's a – I feel bad for anybody who drafts this guy in fantasy. Like, I don't know what you're thinking. Uh, somebody's going to do it just because he's there. and be Like, oh, my God, it's Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, no, don't do it. Uh, Pretty sure get, he like, went number two after my, uh, after my pick. No, what a waste. What a waste of a draft pick. That team's done. Uh, I couldn't do it. I couldn't have done yeah, it. Yeah, show me. 
you got to show me with him. Uh, the Baker Mayfield thing is, I guess, interesting, just from the standpoint of, you know, can he turn it? Or, excuse me, can he turn it around? But that's about it. That, that's just a storyline. That that's not football. That that's perfect for Baker. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, They're not going to No, that's that's the pair. Their playoff odds are much better than I would have thought. They're plus three fifty to make it, and only minus four fifty not to make. It. I can't. Oh, it's hard to imagine them making it. I just I don't like them at all. I, I think that minus four fifty might be uh, something to to explore. Yeah. Uh, well, but what gives me pause is they're into the, the the same division with the Falcons. That there's probably two W's right there. So that's you know that's a good way to to make to, to, to backdoor your way into the playoffs. Just keep beating bad teams. So I, uh, I don't know. I, I still think I still don't like them. But I guess we'll have to wait and see. Uh, the New Orleans Saints, uh, as, as I said when it happened, great call letting Dennis Allen take over for Sean Payton when Sean stepped down. Uh, Dennis Allen's D was the backbone of that team the last couple of years uh, once Drew Brees started turning into the god of three-yard passes and checkdowns and all that stuff. It was the D that was actually keeping the Saints uh, alive and, and uh, in playoff contention. Uh, two new safeties in town for New Orleans. Uh, Honey, <clears throat> Honey Badger gets there, which is really good. Uh, Marcus May gets there, the former Jet, who just got himself arrested for assault with a gun, and that's not good. Uh, the mercurial Jameis Winston, our guy Wild Thing, returns from his ACL, uh, and you know what he's going to find? He's going to find some weapons. He's, he's going to find some guys out there that weren't there when he was playing last year. Uh, can't guard Mike. Michael Thomas finally getting back on the field for the first time uh, in a couple of years. Chris Olave is going to be there, the draft pick from Ohio State. Uh, uh, Landry, uh, Jarvis Landry, I blanked on his name for a second. The uh, the veteran slot receiver is going to be there. He comes over uh, from Miami. Uh, I, I kind of like the outlook for the Saints. Uh, if Jameis can stay on the field uh, and if he can get over those those terrible inconsistencies that he still has uh, at times. Um, but, yeah, I actually uh, have a, a pretty positive outlook on the Saints this year. They're always a tough team, especially in that dome. Uh, uh Hopefully Alvin Kamara can uh, return back to form. He kind of fell off a little last year, uh, but they got some some talent. If they put it all together, uh, they really uh, got a chance to to make some hay there. Yeah, so I'm on record that I've crapped on these teams that have hired defensive minded head coaches. Right, I, I right firmly established. I'm on the record in today's NFL. I am not behind these teams that go and and move up these these DCs uh, except this time. This made perfect <laughs> oh, okay. sense. This team, that this is the the heartbeat of that team is their defense. It's their backbone. I don't think that they don't have a young project quarterback, and they have to worry about like all the manipulation of the offense. No, no, they're the manipulation of their offense is let's just put studs at every skill position. You know, let the quarterback just do his thing. So if Jameis Winston can stay upright. He proved last year, I don't think Sean Payton trusted him, but when he let Jameis Winston play, he put the numbers up. And like you said, yeah, they, they've, he, just the amount of weapons that are either added or coming back to that offense, and now you're adding that to what I've already said when I was talking about the Packers, the Saints defense. This is a top three defense in the NFC. And, you know, Rams, Saints, I, I love the Packers defense this year, but yeah, 
the Saints are going to be really good if, as long as that quarterback can stay healthy because everything around him is really good. And, and even if he – and I'll tell you what, Andy Dalton, we can laugh at Andy <laughs> Dalton all we want. QB1? Way, way better than Trevor Simeon. Uh, yes. Way, way better than uh, – Taysom Tebow. Taysom Tebow. <laughs> way better than either one of those guys. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, say, yeah, I, I think that the arrow for the Saints is definitely pointing uh, – pointing up uh did you point out in uh in a show in the off season that uh just the fact that they're, they're bringing in more talent that makes it that they don't have to keep Taysom Tebow out on the field as much just a, a plus by by minus the, the fact that they're not having to throw him in at quarterback and run all these gadget plays and try to pretend like he's a, a legit QB uh competition that sounds like something I would say but I don't think that was me. I think you're attributing something you might have heard somebody else say to me. Ah, it, it, but that does sound that, like something I would say. I, I, I could have swore you said it might have been like real early in the off season. Oh, but, okay. Yeah, not not the last show, but like uh, yeah, no, the less the less Taysom Tebow out there, the the better. Yeah, and it, yeah. we we agree on that. Uh, Saints to make the playoffs. Close call. Uh, plus one twenty to make it, and minus one forty five not to. Plus 120. Uh, might, might have to consider uh, putting some ducats on that one. Um, Tommy and uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. My deal with them is protection, protection, protection. As we know, as we've said for years, the way to get to Tom Brady, bust him in the fucking mouth. Uh, he's a 45-year-old quarterback, folks. Uh, he needs his protection or else it's going to get ugly real fast. It all falls apart. If you don't take care of Tommy, no matter how quickly he gets rid of that ball, he still has to be protected. Uh, Tampa Bay protected TB12 better than ever last year. They only allowed 23 sacks as a team, best in the NFL. But already the interior offensive line is suffering season-ending injuries. He's going through centers already. Uh, it looks like it's going to be a problem all year. I just got a bad feeling, man. I got a, I got a feeling about uh, Tommy and Tampa not uh, doing what they're supposed to do necessarily uh you know Todd Bowles and his solid defense they're going to keep him in every game but to expect another MVP level year for for a 45 year old Tommy that's a bit much he might decide to pull Avante Davis and walk away in the middle of the game he already <laughs> retired once this damn year that's true oh. tell you what I'm not worried about anything on that field other than the space between Tom Brady's ears this year I hmm. I've got this weird feeling that with the protection breaking down, what sounds like is some off-field stuff that's creeping in with Tommy, the retirement and the unretirement. And I a lot said of shit this, going on. I said this back, way back, at the end of last season, before we even got into the Kings of Non-Sequitur portion of our off-season uh, discussions, when Bruce Arians left, I thought Tom Brady was done at that point because there is now nobody on that offense or coaching staff that's going to keep Tom Brady and that massive ego in check. Bruce Arians could slap Tom Brady right back down to earth like nobody else and get Tom Brady focused on football. Now Tom Brady is the coach. Byron Leftwich isn't going to do that? And that's no. no. (laughs) Okay. And that's not going to go well for the Tampa Bay Bucks. I'm with you. Uh, so your uh, division finish in, in that vein, is that, is, does that mean an upset at the top of the division for you? Uh, my division order for the NFC South is Saints, 
Bucks, Panthers, Falcons. That is an upset. I could not go quite that far and put New Orleans number. I'm rooting like hell for the for the Saints. I could not uh, you want put them. them. To. <laughs> oh yeah, I want them to win the division. I'm rooting for them. I, I can't I can't put them over uh, Tommy quite yet. But I, I I am worried as far as just uh, the the overall excellence level. Uh, Tommy playing the, the way that he played last year. I, that I don't see happening. I, I really don't. Um, but I will keep Tampa number one. Uh, and then Saints, and then the Panthers, and then the Falcons. Um, I do have uh, the Saints getting into playoffs as a wild card. Okay. And I have the Bucks as a wild card. But that's funny. You're not crapping on me or laughing at me for taking the Saints to win the division. No, I could see it happening. Uh, the, the, a lot of things would have to come together perfectly, but I tell you, that often scares me in New Orleans. Like, if Jameis stays upright and, and just starts stringing together throws to Olave and uh, and Michael, if Mike Thomas comes back and is doing what he's supposed to do, and Jarvis Landry and Alvin Kamara, we know how great he is out of the backfield. If he uh, makes it back to what he's supposed to be doing, uh, yeah, the, the deep, we know the defense is going to be solid, uh, and the offense has the potential to, to be really scary. All right. So that just leaves us with our, our favorite division in football. Well, before I was hoping not to double back for any reason, but just to point out, I forgot to mention uh, for the NFC North that I, ah. uh, I I'm picking the Vikings as the upset to win the division. I do have Green Bay in that nine and eight record making it in as a wild card. Okay, yeah, you kind of uh, you kind of hinted that, but you didn't outright say it. So you do have the oh. Packers in the playoffs. You just don't have them in. Yeah, like a seven seed or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Hey, when they won the Super Bowl, they were a six seed. Well, there you go. Uh, yeah, that brings us to our favorite division, the NFC least. And the uh, because I'm going alphabetically, it starts with the Cowboys. Ooh, we get to cover them very first, right off the top of the bat. Uh, you know, they've been talking about the 40-year-old Jason Peters coming in at left tackle. Um, he's got to get up to speed. I don't think he's going to be out there week one. they got to get him uh, in shape. Uh, they, they already got problems on the offensive line, uh, Tyron Smith. Uh, tore up his yep. knee, so he's going to be down for a long time, if, uh, maybe the whole year. Uh, if Peters uh, doesn't step in immediately, I guess they're going with this rookie, Tyler Smith, on the outside, which is not where he's really supposed to be. And besides that, besides him being out of position, uh, according to Roto World, he drew 25 penalty flags in his last 21 games in college. Uh, Dak better get that ankle nice and loose. That ankle he twisted around the wrong way. He better get that loosened up. He's going to be doing a lot of running around, I think, uh, with the lack of protection. That's a perfect fit. Uh, 25 flat. That's perfect for the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys led the league in penalties last year, led the league in offensive penalties. Before the brain-dead play call to end the San Francisco playoff game that we all remember when Dak Prescott decides it's a good idea to take off running with no timeouts. Before that, there were a lot of flags to get them to that point, uh, to get them in the position to be losing that game at that point. If you remember the cutaways to the crowds, every time there was a penalty in the fourth quarter, you had girls crying in the in the audience. Down in Dallas, you had guys doing the surrender cobra with their hands behind their head, like, oh, God, what's going on out here? This is a dumbass team with a dumbass coach and a dumbass owner who thinks he's a dumbass GM. They commit a lot of penalties, and they do a lot of stupid things on the football field. I'm not a Dallas Cowboys hater. I just don't think they're very good. And it's not about them being the most annoying fan base in football, which they are. And it's not about them being the dumbest team in football, which they are. It's about all of it together. It's the Dallas Cowboys. 
Dan Quinn and his gambling defense, you know what? They racked up the INTs. They led the league in takeaways. That was great. They didn't get the big stops when they needed to, did they? I, I still remember Debo running wild on them in that playoff game. Uh, in addition, they had more flags on defense than any other team except for the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. They just make a lot of dumb plays, and they make a lot of flags, and they, that, this is what they do. They make stupid penalties, and they put themselves in bad positions, and then that's when Dak time comes out, and everyone thinks, oh, look at Dak. Look at the numbers he put up. He's, he's great. No, no. He's just rallying back when the game is already decided. That's what he does. So that's my outlook on the Cowboys. And, and besides, despite all of that, it's the NFC, so they, they, they might win the division again. With, yeah, which is so funny because what you're not what you're describing is not a talent deficiency. They, if you look at the Cowboys on paper, play play the Cowboys like on Madden, they're probably amazing. What the Cowboys are is the worst coach team in the NFL, and you know, and I you know I love to pile on Mike McCarthy, and oh my God, you have Mike McCarthy and Dan Quinn on the same staff. Yeah, they, they are just a badly coached football team. That's it. End of story. There's there are studs at most of the skill positions. You know, Dak's not. Dak can move the ball. He gets a lot of garbage time yards. The defense is loaded, uh, top to bottom with name players, but they just don't play together. And that still might be enough for them to win that horseshit division. <laughs> you are correct. Well, those wonderful coaches that you love to pile on and lording over all of that is Jerry Jones. And that might be yeah. the worst of it all. Right. That guy. Yeah, if the Cowboys played in the either one of the Western divisions, they'd be the last place team. They would get fall. housed every week. Yeah. Uh, but partially because they're in the East and partially because they're the Cowboys and they're always going to get uh, their, their fans and get love. They are a big minus 225 uh, to still make the playoffs and plus 175 if you want to short them to not make the playoffs. I'd love to short them, but I want a little more than plus 175. That's just my opinion on that. <laughs> right. The new look uh, Philadelphia Eagles adding weapons. Here's one of the teams that I'm talking about that I, haven't, you, I, haven't, I don't you know. skip the Giants? No, I'm going alphabet. Uh, oh, in, in comes before P, doesn't it? Yes, yeah. I did skip the Giants. Oh, okay. I was going about the Russian alphabet. I, I was going in a different direction. No, um, I, 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 you're right. The Giants uh, and, and Danny Dimes uh, and his yard per average uh, in his three years, 6.6, 6.6, and then last year, the big explosion, 6.7. That's oh, Danny well. Dimes' uh, yards per pass attempt He's consistent. in his three years. Yeah. Uh, no wonder they didn't extend his rookie contract. Look. Uh, Brian Dable comes in. He worked with Project in Buffalo, turned him into an ass kicker. Um, now he's got Danny Dimes. What do you think is going to happen there? You think he's going to turn Danny Dimes into an ass kicker? <laughs> I don't. I really don't. Good luck here, buddy. Um, I, I will say his uh, defensive coordinator that he brings in is Wink Martindale, the uh, longtime veteran from yep. the uh, Ravens. That's solid. Uh, if he can use the Oregon uh, edge rusher, uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, that fell to them in the draft. Uh, if you can use him right, uh, I think the Giants can surprise. They, need to, they can sneak out some wins that you may not have expected necessarily, but uh, they're, they're moving on at quarterback. That's a rebuilding situation there. So uh, not not a whole lot to look forward to for the Giants. Yeah, and, you know, you think about them sneaking out or eking out wins, yeah, it's easy to do in that division. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, Brian Dable. Wait, well, I thought that was supposed to be Brian Flores. Wait, that's what the text said, right? 
Uh, wrong, Brian. Oh, <laughs> Bill. No. No, uh, no I'm with you. I like Wink Martindale coming over. Uh, that was a nice get for them. Uh, eh. Everything, again, though, about the Giants just screams mediocre. Their quarterback screams mediocre. That offense, that defense. Yeah. I mean, would you be shocked if this was a somewhere in that 7-10 and 10 to 9-7 and 7 range team? They're just meh. You know? That, yeah. Could that be the cover of their uh, of their DVD <laughs> at the end of the season? The, the New York Giants. New York Giants. Meh. Meh. And that's more time on the New York Giants than we deserve to spend. Yeah. Um, the uh, Giants to make the playoffs, uh, yes, is a big plus 230, no is a minus 275. That doesn't sound like 9 and 8. That sounds like 6 and 10 or 6 and 11. Yeah. yeah. But that wouldn't surprise us either, right? Uh, no. That's why I said seven, six, seven wins. Yeah, they might win yeah. a game or two that they're not supposed to. They've got good skill position players. They just have a shitty quarterback. They're just like the Lions. <laughs> Lord. Uh, okay, yes, now we move on to Philadelphia. I totally wrote that in the uh, the wrong order. Uh, th- yeah, this is what I was talking about. The, one of the teams that adds weapons, and I, I don't know what that means. I don't know if that's going to make magically Jalen Hurts into a, a great running, a great uh, quarterback, yeah. rather, or if it's not going to mean anything. Like, uh, here, here you go. There's no excuses now. You got A.J. Brown. You got uh, Devontae Smith, the draft pick from last year. You got the league's number one running attack, although Hertz was a big part of that uh, last year. So theoretically, they shouldn't be number one because Hertz should be doing a lot less running and a lot more throwing because he's got a lot better uh, weaponry around him. Um, so it's all good, right? They had A.J. Brown as a passing weapon. Jalen Hurts is still throwing it. I still don't trust him, but again, it, 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 this might be it. This might be what turns him into a, a much better quarterback. Um, just how committed will Nick Sirianni be uh, to the run now that you got A.J. Brown. He's going to try to force uh, a lot more throws. He's going to try to open things up and, and say, okay, Jalen, you got no excuses. Now we're going to you know, pitch it around a little more. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to turn out. Are they going to try to force it? You know, they, they, they move up in the draft to, to take your boy Red Stripe Jordan Davis, but uh, did they do Red enough to address that? <laughs> that's right. I don't know if they did enough to uh, to address the pass rush by doing that, but hey, uh, you know, at least they got your guy, and at least you got to see that suit, so you got to have Red Stripe, it's Mirror, Red Mirror. You know, the 29 sacks last year in 17 games—that's that's pretty bad. The only team worse than that was your fucking Falcons. The game pass yeah. rush anybody. Yeah, which is which is sad because there there's solid players up and down on that defense. But yeah, if you can't get the pressure, it doesn't matter how good anybody is on the defense if you just can't put the quarterback on the other team on the ground. Plus, there's some old guys. That, that that's a little that's a defense that up front, uh, Brandon Graham, Fletcher, a little little long in the tooth. Yeah, so, I can smell the Bengay already. Yeah. So again, good names on paper. Good good names if you're playing Madden. But, but that's not good names uh, trying to get things done, which does not help out your quarterback because I have all the same big questions about Jalen Hurts as you do. Is, is he a runner or is he a thrower? Uh, and to me, so far, he looks like a runner. 
I, I haven't seen the, the movement in the passing game that, that I can that I think Jalen Hurts can stand there and go toe to toe with a team and, and bring his team out on top, throwing the football. Um, they'll score some points. I mean, I don't think they're going to be just you know absolute dog shit, but that that ugh, that division. <laughs> yeah, you've got into that a little bit uh, in the past, but expand maybe a, just a, a little. But about quarterbacks who can run versus running quarterbacks. Yeah, so I I, talk, I do talk about this a lot. There are quarterbacks who run to run, and then there are quarterbacks who run to throw. And you know, you, you close your eyes and you think of the guys who run to throw, and Kyler Murray, right? Um, Russell Wilson. You think of those guys and what they're doing is they're breaking contain and they're looking to rip your heart out. And then there's quarterbacks who just run to run. Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Lamar, yeah. Lamar Kaepernick was a run to run guy. Um, and and Jalen Hurts, I, I still don't know if he has the ability to run to run and he's just going to go get himself killed or if he's running to throw and he's looking at that. While he's running, is he looking and breaking down that defense? I mean, you think about even like a guy like Aaron Rodgers. Who doesn't? Who's not fast, but he breaks contain. He ain't really looking to run. He will run, but most of the time he's out of the pocket and he's looking to create some space and he's looking to rip your heart out. So that's what I mean by run to throw. Yeah, that younger Rogers, uh, eight ten years ago, God, he was a killer when he got out there in the, oh, yeah. the uh, outside yeah. the the pocket. Yeah. And there was could... clearly going to be a ten or a fifteen yard run there if he wanted it, and and, and right. he could take it. But most of the time, that thing was going down the field. Right. He, he, he didn't get that does. run or he could bombs yeah. away on you. That's what Russ does. That's what Kyler Murray does. I mean, uh, God, Project you even think right about... Project right now is just killing people. What's that? Project right now is killing people yeah, out there. there's another one. Just a big... He's just one of those... God, he's like Roethlisberger yeah, with wheels. Right, he's just burying fuckers out there. Just putting them under <laughs> the grass. Because <laughs> you can't get him on the ground. No. So. so, yeah, that's what I mean when I talk about you know, is is Hurts at the quarterback position going to be a runner or a thrower? Uh, and right now, to me, he's just a runner. Yeah, and we'll, we'll see if that improves. Uh, all the moves for the Eagles to make the playoffs puts them in good position for the betters. They uh, they like it. Uh, minus 190 to make a playoff run for the Eagles this year. Wow. Versus uh, plus 155 for them not to make the playoffs. That's that's pretty pretty good odds if you okay. believe in them. All right, sure. And now the Washington football potato skin commanders. Commanders, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, you can uh, you you cannot come up with a better, more believable story. I shouldn't say better, but more believable story of uh, this entire off season, really. To me, the the most believable story was the rookie running back in Washington, Brian Robinson, joining the team, getting into DC and getting shot in the ass trying to get some food. That is so believable on a couple of different levels. It's believable for D.C. because, hey, good good job, kid. You're, you're our new running back. You're our new hope. Welcome to town. This is what we're about. We're about crime and, and lawlessness, and we don't give a fuck about anybody here. We're going to shoot you right in the ass as you're trying to get dinner. Um, and it's also believable for that franchise because as long as uh, Dan Snyder is the owner, just bad shit is going to happen to that franchise. Nothing good comes of that to that franchise as long as that asshole is there. I, I really, truly believe that. Uh, Commander's my ass, or his ass, as it turns out. Does anyone actually believe in Carson Wentz anymore? I know he's there. I know they, they picked him up, but did they, did they do that because they 
believe in him, or did they do that because their quarterback was Taylor Heineke, and they just wanted somebody other than Taylor Taylor Heineke there? Uh, Tico Rivera, Jack Del Rio, their their defense took a big step back. Of course, I picked them to repeat as division champs last year based on that defense, and that defense was not very good. And they're going to take a step back to start this year because Chase Young has got an ACL, and he's uh, still out. He heard that hurt his knee last year, and he's still uh, not going to make it to the field to start the year. He's on the uh, injured reserve. So uh, up against the wall already for the uh, for the commanders. So it doesn't look good for them. No, Carson Wentz could not have been their first option. Uh, they made that trade. I guess they didn't want Tyler Heineken, who's played okay. <laughs> I mean, okay. Is he any worse? I mean, is Carson better, dramatically better than Tyler Heineken? Because I tell you what, Heineken, he's going to play this year. So that that, that – I don't think this is Carson Wentz starting 16 games, 17 games, um, you know, scot-free, because we saw what that was like in Indy. He had a couple of okay Ugh. games that he'd do, that he'd do what, left-handed jump passes out of his own end zone. <laughs> so, no. That's, that's in contention for the worst play of all time. <laughs> I talked about it when it happened. I gave oh it the God. award at the end of the season. It is still one of the worst things I've ever seen. Left-handed jump pass out of your own end zone for a pick six. A two-yard pick six, by the way. Oh. In a close game. Somebody signed that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody looked at that tape and went, mm, yeah, Ooh, we need that guy. I need me some of that. <laughs> Lord. So, yeah, that's all I'm saying about them. <laughs> that's all you got to say. Uh, despite the despite all that, that division is so crappy. They still have a, a, a playoff. Uh, it's almost it's not even, but it's close a lot closer than I would thought. They're plus one fifty to make the playoffs, and they're only minus one eighty five not to make it. That's that seems pretty uh, pretty short. So, but I can't bet that. I can't throw minus one eighty five because they're in the NFC East. <laughs> they could come back and win that damn division again. So uh, your NFC uh, East order. I'm going, uh, God, this one hurts. Cowboys, Eagles, uh. Giants, and Team Manderskins. <laughs> uh, we have the exact same order there, so that's the first time okay. we agree. I do um, have the Eagles as a wild card. We agree there, too. We also, I also have the Eagles making uh, the, the uh, playoffs ah. as a wild card. So to wrap up the NFC, that means I've got Rams, Cowboys, Packers, Saints, Bucks, Eagles, and Cards all in the playoffs. Uh, real quick, the NFC East odds, the Eagles are actually a very slight favorite. They're plus 130 over the Cowboys, who are plus 150. So they're basically right there okay. with each other. Yeah. And then very steep drop to the Commanders, plus 600, and the Giants, plus 800. The Giants are actually longer odds than the, than the Commanders. So. But uh, you, uh, you you had the Giants third and the Commanders fourth, right? Just like I did. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, some, yeah. Slight disagreement there. Uh, so yeah, you gave your NFC teams. Mine are Rams, Vikings, Buccaneers, Cowboys with wild cards, Packers, Saints, and Eagles. So that's our okay, NFC. I think we're different on one team. <laughs> After all of that. All of that, and I think the only difference we have is I have the cards and you have the Vikings in the playoffs. All right, let's see how our AFC turns out. Let's start in the AFC West, and you can go first on the uh, Denver Broncos. The best division in football. Uh, yeah. That by far. Uh, you know, 
I mean, they went and they went. They went and they got Russell Wilson. I honestly, I get. I know they get him out of the gulag that was turning into uh, football in the Northwest up there in Seattle. And I'm sure he's going to love the change of venue. But man, sorry, Russ, you're going into about the worst, like the buzzsaw. This is about the worst situation you could have gone into because he ain't winning that division. I- I'm sorry. I don't want to be the guy to, to, to bring it to you. Um, you know, we joked as much, as much as you want to joke about Vic Banjo being clueless on offense, that defense was top-notch. <laughs> so I don't know what they're going to get now with this new coaching staff. That's not a team that I really trust running the football. There's, there's guys there, um, but they're not going to really run. He's got worse receivers, I believe, than what he had in 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 uh, Seattle. Those guys that he built up all that rapport with over the years, he doesn't have those guys to throw to anymore. So while I think Russell Wilson is going to be a nice story and he's going to have a big smile on his face, I think it's still going to be a a rough finish for them this year. I think they're going to be competitive, but they probably to me be the worst team in the most competitive division in football. Uh, that's the exact same outlook that I have. I don't think they're going to be bad at all. I just think they're yeah. playing the Chiefs and the, the Chargers and the, and the Rams. Yeah. It's just, there will um, be, there'll be I, some good moments in there. Right. Uh, and I think Russ will be better in, in general. Not necessarily because his weaponry is better. I, I, I'm a Jerry Judy fan. Um, and I like Cortland Sutton as well. Uh, are they as good as Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf? Probably not, but uh, I, I think they're good. And I think just the fact that he's not in Seattle, so you, you actually will have hashtag let Russ cook, and he'll actually be able to play the type of ball that he wants to play. He'll be better just because of that, not necessarily because his yeah. weaponry uh, is better. Uh, so, yeah, Nate Hackett, uh, Justin Outen drop in from Green Bay to run the offense. So just an upgrade just right there, right off the bat. Um, I think Russ has a lot left. Uh, he still makes great in-play decisions. Um, he's hella motivated, uh, but he is 34. So I'm not you know, trying to uh, butter him up and say he's going to be an MVP or anything like that. He'll be 34 at the end of November. Um, so, yeah, best wishes to the defense in this division, and, and I'm rooting for Russ, but, yeah, it, it's, it is yep. a buzzsaw. The, the, I tell you what, the best moment for Russell Wilson this year is when a play call comes in where he actually gets to throw on first or second down. They'll be like, what? What? His eyes are going to bug out like, oh, my God, I can do that now? All right. <laughs> so good for him. Uh, Broncos to make the playoffs out of that division. Wow, minus 140 to make the playoffs and plus 115 not to make it. I think that's Russ love and uh, new yeah. situation love. I, I don't know all if that's... three wild cards are coming out of that division. But you know what? If it happened, would we be surprised? No. I guess I've got two that. wild cards coming out of that division, I <laughs> to tell you. So, uh, not surprised by that either. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Kansas City Chiefs? There's a the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, come on, come on, man. <laughs> uh, they got they got the half a billion dollar man back there. That's like, oh, the only question I ever have with the Kansas City Chiefs is how bored are they, and at what point in the season do they actually start playing football? To mean it, are they? You know, are they the? Oh my God, we're going to let the worst teams in football hang with us and cover cheap spreads and have to come back in the fourth quarter to win all these games, or are they actually going to play with a fire under their ass? Because I tell you what, there's another team gunning for them this year that's got a fire under its ass. 
So that's all I worry about with the Chiefs is, you know, are they right in the head? Are they are they in it to win it? You're talking about the team that uh, fought with them tooth and nail in the playoffs yes. last year. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> we will get to them later. You know, uh, my, if you look at what, my, look at the way they went out. They went out that same way in that AFC Championship game. They get run out to the big lead. And they just get bored. That was weird. That that Bengals. Uh, defense yeah. in the second half basically decided to drop like all 11 almost uh, in coverage yep. and just say, okay. And it, <laughs> and it did. Beat us, run if you want, but you're not going to beat us over the tacos. We're dropping everyone. And, and it, yep. it did work. Uh, my observation about the Chiefs over the years is uh, a little similar to yours, but not exactly the same. As explosive as the offensive uh, weaponry was, I felt it could be even more explosive considering the speed advantage that they always had. They just didn't seem to take advantage of it. It might have been because of boredom, as you said, it might not. Uh, when you think, you know, you got Pat Mahomes back there and you got Tyreek Hill on one side and Miko Hardman on the other, and Miko's still there, I know. Uh, now Tyreek's gone. Uh, they draft his replacement, Sky Moore, who kind of looks on tape like he might be a one for one match for Tyreek Hill almost. Uh, we'll find out if Tyreek was the problem or was it something else that wasn't boredom. Um, I, I don't, it was just concentration. I'm, I'm not quite sure. But I always think that they could be so much better than they are. And I, always, I, I don't know why. I really have no idea. Uh, they, they took big steps to uh, address a leaky defense. They, uh, they gave Steve Spagnuolo a, D, a, D, a defensive end and a cornerback in the draft. I think that's a big deal. When you think about uh, Andy Reid there and, and Eric Bieniemy and the, the focus on offense in Kansas City, but they get two first-round draft picks this year, and they use both of them on defense. And I think that says a lot. I think they're trying to address uh, what they think is, is their big issue. And, and you, you're talking about the Buffalo Bills. You already referenced them. you got to shore up your defense. If you're going to be uh, matching up with them over the years, you have to do something to shore up your defense uh, for those battles. Um, they get just well, laid in their safety. The, the Chargers. Yeah, you know, in that division, they, by the by the yeah. way, they have to get out of that division in order to get to the Bills. Um, they they get uh, Justin Reed in there for Honey Badger. That they, they need somebody to take the place of Honey Badger because Honey Badger gave them uh, a physical presence as well as uh, leadership in that locker room. And him leaving was uh, was a pretty big deal. So uh, Justin Reed has big shoes to fill to, to fill that spot. But yeah, I'm, I'm with you. It's it's the Chiefs, and you know. The only question is, how good can they be, and, and will they beat themselves? Uh, from there, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders, and I do get the yep. uh, alphabetical right this time because Los Angeles with the O follow, yes. uh, goes after Las Vegas with the A. Ah, yeah. hey, good catch. Uh, yeah. yeah, so last year, I'll tell you what, we always knocked the Raiders right to the one always in the contention for one of the stupidest teams in football. And they had some really crazy off the field stuff last year with guys going to jail, uh, which seemed like reckless abandon last year. But you know what? They, they showed that they had the guts and the intestinal fortitude, and, and they actually had a nice playoff run. They were competitive in their playoff game against the Bengals, could have won that thing. And they added weapons. Hey, right? We'll get to see if Devontae Adams is the real deal. Going away from Aaron Rodgers to Derek Carr, Josh McDaniels, uh, new head coach, gets himself a nice new toy. They have a they have a running game. But Josh Jacobs, though, is, boy, which Josh Jacobs are you going to get? Because he has, as since that rookie year, hasn't quite been himself. He hasn't been healthy. So we'll see if he can 
you know, be right and stay out on the field. But that offense, man, Darren Waller, Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, Derek Carr is in form. That is a that is a scary, scary uh, offense. That whole division is nothing but scary, scary <laughs> offense. It is crazy how good all of those offenses are. And then they went and they shored up the defense a little bit. They get Rocky Sin from uh, Indy. That's a nice pickup out there. Uh, they have good players. Uh, Chandler Jones, though, again, oh, boy. These are names, but can they get to the quarterback? That's that, That's what's going to be really important because that, that division, those three quarterbacks that they're going to face just inside the division, you better get those guys' asses on the ground. Yeah. Um, skipped over the uh, Chiefs playoff odds uh, real quick. Minus two twenty five to make it, and plus yeah. one eighty five not to make it. So it, obviously it's the Chiefs, so they're a uh, uh, good yeah. bet to, to make the playoffs. Um, and the Raiders get that out of the way while I'm thinking about it. Plus one seventy five to make the playoffs. Minus two twenty five to not make it. So that's a if you, if you like the Raiders to make the playoffs, that's a good chunk of money to make on them. Uh, plus one seventy five. Um, yeah, exciting to welcome Devontae Adams to Raider Nation until uh, the first time Derek Carr overthrows him for an ugly INT. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know, though, but I, I just hard to tell what's going to happen exactly. Uh, yeah, you mentioned Boy Wonder getting his uh, next job, his second chance to lead a franchise. Can't go much worse than in Denver, and I don't think he can possibly do much worse than he did there. Uh, they're still fighting back from the shitty personnel of the uh, Mayock Gruden era. So that's another thing to keep an eye on. Is yeah. they, they got a lot of pieces that they added, but they still got like those, uh, you know, the bottom of the, the roster type guys, the guys that actually help you win games as the season goes on. They're still working through a lot of those guys. There's a lot of shit on that team because Mayock didn't do his job very well. And it's uh, sad to say because I'm a fan of his, but he was, he was bad. And so was Gruden. So, uh, some optimism, but still a lot of question marks there. Um, and then the uh, your, your boy, the the LA Clippers, your favorite coach, and all his uh, no, you know, thanks for taking thanks for stealing my thunder there because <laughs> I can't stand that coach. And, and they, they, as much as they try to like interview him or they try to bring up the stats about, did you see? Uh, they they showed a, a stat. I saw a stat a few weeks ago about Justin Herbert in every fourth down and distance scenario, fourth and short, fourth and medium, fourth and long, he had a quarterback rating over 100, which is insane. Wow. So, yeah, sure, you want to be an asshat and go for it every time. That <laughs> looks good on paper. But, you know, unfortunately, these things were, with going for it on fourth down, you have to be lucky every time. The defense only has to be lucky once to turn the tide of the game. So you can keep going for it and going for it and taking points off the board, but ah, I don't I, – I love the Chargers. I love Justin Herbert. I think him and Patrick I, – I, I, you, you pin me down. I go back and forth about which one of them is better every day. They have, they have weapons. I mean, Herbert's going to – he's going to get the bank. He's the real deal. They, they brought in Khalil Mack. They're, they're clearly doing things to shore up that defense. But I think they're going to be undermined by their head coach and his his goofy uh, his goofy play calling. He's going. You can't go for it like that in the NFL and expect a positive result. They missed the playoffs last year. I think in large part because of that. I think they make it this year. But man, you can't, you can't be Riverboat Ron every game. But it gives you a two percent better chance to win the game. You have to go for it, right? 
It looks great on paper. Yeah, I'm the I'm the Matrix guy, so I'm all for that. But yeah, some of those moves is like, what? What? Yeah. What are you doing? And I, and I, and I love that quarterback. That's my quarterback. I know. I love that quarterback. I love that team. Um, but I, I think that fool of a head coach is going to do them in. <laughs> they they tried to address that sieve of a run defense with a couple of uh, ex Rams in the middle there, Sebastian and Joseph Day and Troy Reader. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah uh, color. Color me less than impressed by that. I don't see much improvement this year, especially in the, that Dante's Inferno of a division. Uh, remember, giving up big runs in Vegas to set up field goal range is what cost them a playoff spot, not the fourth down calls of Brandon Staley. I, we, we, we disagree <laughs> on that. I, I, that. That run D was just terrible. They'll be fun. They'll be very fun to watch. Uh, can't possibly deny that, but uh, just a little bit missing there. Just a little. Uh, they still need a lot of work on on, on their defensive end, especially uh, in that division. But I am with you. I have them as a wild card team as well, and I have the Chiefs on top. I assume you have uh, pretty much the same order as I do. Uh, no, my order is actually Chiefs, Raiders, Chargers, Broncos. Uh, I have both the Raiders and the Chargers as wild card teams. Ah. Uh, Okay, yeah, uh, so different order, uh, Chiefs, uh, Clipper Chargers, and then the Raiders, and then the Broncos, and I have the Raiders uh, out of the playoffs. I have the Clippers winning a wild card, but I do not have the Raiders getting Okay. Uh, on to the AFC North, um, and I will start this time with the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, I admire Lamar Jackson trying to hash out a new deal without an agent. I, I hate the idea of giving up 10% of my money to somebody for talking to a team because I can talk to a team myself. Uh, I, but I just – I hope he can count. I hope he knows what he's doing uh, uh, counting-wise, and I hope he's not letting all this become a distraction and, and get to him. This feels like a make-or-break year all around. This feels like Greg Roman's last chance of running that offense and trying to get something out of him. It feels like Lamar's – Last chance, obviously, he's on a, a lame duck deal, so they they obviously want to wait and see and make him prove that he's worth the big money. Um, I, I fully believe in John Harbaugh, though, getting his guys ready to succeed. We, you're going to hear a lot about that in our uh, pick show this weekend when I look back on coaches and what they do first weeks of the season, week ones. Um, there's some interesting numbers when it comes to that. Uh, but obviously John Harbaugh and the Ravens are, are right there when it's time to take the field in week one, when it's time to prepare. They're on a just stupid, insane, like 20-game win streak in the preseason or something like that. They, oh, man. they get it going. In the, uh, when yep. it's early, they are there. They, more than any other organization, uh, is, is awake and ready to go when it's time to uh, to get started. All those injuries last year, I'd never, no team got murdered by injuries like Baltimore last year. I've never seen anything like it. It's like the top six, seven, eight, nine defenders on their team were all hurt in, at, one, at one time, at the, at the same time, and a lot of them out for the year. Um, that high-quality defense that we're used to over the years, they gave up six yards per play last year. That defense, that will not happen again. Second most sacks allowed uh, on the offensive side, they tried to shore that up, get Lamar some protection. That's not going to happen again. 
dead fucking last and pass defense. That's not going to happen again. They're reversing all of that. They uh, addressed that in the draft as well, as, far, as well as free agency, uh, shoring up the, the back end of their defense and the secondary. I, I got the Ravens turning everything all the way around this year. As much as I have crapped on teams with their coaching, I yeah, no, man. You and I uh, are, are big, big members of the uh, John Harbaugh fan club. This is the best coached team probably in football. Uh, this is one of the best organizations overall in football. But it's Lamar Jackson. He's the make-or-break guy. Uh, yep. Is he just a regular season quarterback, or can he actually get them, you know, sort of to the promised land? That's what's really going to matter. Uh, even I he was even last that. year. I don't even, yeah, I, yeah, I, honestly, I don't even care that they traded Hollywood Brown. He didn't need him. That's not his game. Lamar Jackson's game is, you know, break contain, run around, make the defenders miss, throw it to the tight end. He doesn't need those big deep ball wide receivers. He needs big, easy targets. That's what he needs. That's his game. He needs guys He's in trying his to force it to field of right. He needs guys in his field of vision when he breaks contain, because otherwise he's just running for the sticks. That, that's Lamar's game. I don't even like their running game. Lamar Jackson huh. is their running game, but I'll tell you what I do like, man. Justin Houston in the middle of that defense. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, no, I'm absolutely 100% with you. It's a, I think there's a big turnaround coming in Baltimore this year. Yep. So that's our uh, Ravens love. Um, Ravens uh, odds to make the playoffs is going to be very interesting considering how far they fell off last year. Uh, I expect there to be a, a bounce back here as soon as I get to them. There they are. Uh, yeah, they're favored to, to get back. They're minus 165 to make a playoff run and yeah. plus 135 not to, so that's not a surprise there. Yeah. Um, now to Cincinnati and the uh, craziness of the Bengals season last year, one of the most interesting, exciting teams to watch in a long, long time. The most glaring weakness in the entire league was protecting Joe Burrow. Uh, they get a whole new crew on the right side to try to take care of that. Ted Karras, Alex Kappa, Lyle Collins, uh, best of luck for, for all of that. They Can you imagine Joe Cool with a little more time? All the shit that he they got nine point seven. Eight points. They win the Super Bowl. They win the, they win the title. They win Eight the title because once his knee got rolled up, he was yeah. done. Game yeah. is over. 8.7 yards per attempt in the regular season last year for, yeah. for Joe Cool. What would he do with protection? <laughs> Can you imagine? Uh, those three targets are so young, and, and they might get better. So it's, it's, uh, it's kind of scary what they might be capable of. The defense is, is adequate. Yeah, I, uh, but everyone knows if you need a play against Cincinnati, target Eli Apple. So once yeah. they fix that, they might be on this one. I'm 100% with you. I think, you know, again, though, you always worry about these Super Bowl losers. They come back. They have that hangover. The, the, the Bengals just have lightning in a bottle, right? You think about their run to the Super Bowl. We talk about the Rams coming out on the right side of those games. Boy, the Bengals came out on the right side of a yeah. few games. They came out on the right side of that Raiders game. They barely came out on the right side of that Chiefs game. Um, having to come back big. They had the Rams on the ropes in the Super Bowl and just couldn't come up with the plays. Once Joe Burrow got hurt, he couldn't move around anymore and avoid that punishing rush. But the other thing, too, is you revamp these offensive lines. It doesn't all come together as fast as you think it will. There's going to be a blown call. You know, There's going to be somebody who's going to trickle through. These guys don't 
have the time together yet. And they might not know where Joe Burrow is behind them all the time. So I don't think it's going to be as easy for Cincinnati this year. But as an elite offense, they still will put up a lot of points. They have a good running game. They have just ridiculously, like you said, just young, talented wide receivers. But I do expect them to take a step back this year. Yeah, some holding, some some false starts. Yeah, they, yeah, or a sack. You know, and all you need to do is right. Burrow is a little fragile. Uh, he, 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 the way he takes sacks, uh, he deserves to, to limp around a little bit. He got his ass kicked last year and then kept getting up to. Uh, so that's our Bengals outlook. Uh, minus one forty-five to make it back to the playoffs. Plus one twenty-two not make it closer to even than I would have thought there. Uh, the Cleveland Browns, the uh, number five defense last year, led by Miles Garrett. That's the catalyst here. Love the unders. Cleveland Brown unders. <laughs> QB is where everyone is going to be looking, of course, uh, for the first 11 games. You got uh, some, some Jack Brisket action until Deshaun Watson's suspension is over. The run game propels the offense. The, no matter whether Deshaun yeah. Watson's active or not, the run game uh, is what makes them go. Uh, the D gave up only five yards per play last year. Hammer the unders, as I just said, all year long with the Cleveland Browns. They're going to grind out wins with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, but uh, Jack Brisket ain't going to cut it for 11 games. A lot of, a lot of 16 to 10 games this year uh, in Cleveland. Uh, but I don't yeah, think they're going uh, yeah, to gonna play a yeah, I think they're going to play a lot of close games, but it, the question is going to be which side of that close, you know, which side are they on? Just because you have the, the top defense, if your offense can't put points on the board, you're not going to get it done. And if this team has proven anything, it's that they will not commit to the run the way they need to. And it didn't matter who was their quarterback, they just wouldn't do it. They, they for whatever reason, whether you want to get cute or you just think, oh, we just can't keep doing it this way, they would always just try to go back to that quarterback. And, you know, even last year I remember that game they played up in Green Bay where the, the, the running game was just destroying the Packers, and then, the, oh, let's let Baker throw when he throws four picks. No, don't do it. Just keep running the football. Who cares if you win every game 10-7? to 7? It's going to be an ugly start to the for the season to the Browns. I don't know what the record's going to be by the time Deshaun Watson gets back. Probably somewhere around 500 would be my guess. It is Deshaun Watson coming back at that point enough to maybe take them on a little bit of a run to put them in playoff contention. I really don't think so. I think the Browns are nothing but a sideshow this year, and uh, I'm not anticipating you know big things from them. And that's sad because, God, they've got the roster for it. Right. Yeah, hard hard for me to imagine Deshaun making that big of a difference. No matter what you think of him, it's still going to be a guy that hasn't played NFL football in basically right. two years at that point. It'll be like that season when Michael Vick blew his knee out and came back for the last few games. Yeah, they won those last few games. That didn't matter. Right. Uh, so Browns to make the playoffs, not a good outlook. Plus 180 to make it to the playoffs, minus 225 to not make it. I, I don't I don't see how they make it. Yeah. Um. And then the Pittsburgh Steelers on that last part of the uh, AFC North. I'm guessing Mitch Trubisky will not lead the league in game-winning drives like Big Ben did last year. (laughs) Say what you will about the guy, and we did. We do not hold back talking about old Ben Rinklesberger, and we make Bryson Brooklyn mad when we do that. But uh, say what you will about him. He knew how to find those Ws. Seven game-winning drives. Seven fourth-quarter game-winning drives. Seven of them. 
somehow backdoored their way to the playoffs. I still don't know how the hell they did that. Um, I think Mitch will be okay. Um, hell, he made the Pro Bowl under that Mad Nagy regime in Chicago. So uh, he, he's got some talent. I think he'll, he'll be all right. Um, old small hands Kenny Pickett's waiting in the background. I don't know how short the leash is going to be under uh, Mike Tomlin, but uh, you know the crowd's going to want him, the, the, the Pittsburgh homeboy there. Uh, T.J. Watt in the league's best team in sacks will make Pittsburgh tough to play every week, but uh, we've seen defenses like this through the years. They, they're, they're one of those teams – dead fucking last and run defense. They're so busy and, and horny trying to get to the quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> right past the running back running. Right. The middle <laughs> yeah. Uh, and again, another, another team with really good skill position players around a question mark quarterback. Um, but have we ever really seen Mitch Trubisky play quarterback in the NFL? He was playing for Matt Nagy. So we don't know. He was playing for the Bears, so yeah. maybe maybe Mitch Trubisky will be a revelation this year. That this this is the team I have no feeling for at all going into this season because you know Mike Tomlin. We think he's an, I think he's a jerk, a jerk at times, and he doesn't know what he's yeah. doing at times. But he you know he's a good coach, and he has that team ready, and he makes dumb things and he says some strange things. And but hey. Nobody can argue with the results. Mike Tomlin has had the results over the years. I just, I just don't know what to expect. The defense will be good. They should be, but like you said, can't stop the run at all. Doesn't really matter because you get, you know, into these close games in the fourth quarter. The other team just runs the clock out on you. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, we'll see what Tomlin's got uh, as far as that record is never under 500, but he doesn't have Big Ben bailing him out in the fourth quarter anymore. So we'll That's see. right. Uh, Steelers to make the playoffs, Woo! plus 300 to make it, and minus 400 not to make it. That is unbelievable to think about for the Pittsburgh Steelers. People are shorting the Steelers big time there. I, I might even have to take some of that money, uh, plus 300. That's a lot. Um, your finish for the uh, AFC North. Uh, AFC North, I am Ravens, Bengals, Steelers, Browns. That's exactly what I am as well. Uh, do you have uh, anyone making the playoffs besides the Ravens? Uh, no, just the Ra- uh, just the Ravens. <laughs> okay. Um, I do have the Bengals uh, finding their way in again uh, for a playoff right. spot. So we got 15 minutes and two divisions. <laughs> I, I, we we tried to hurry it up, but we you know that's what we do. We we, we take our sweet time. All right, AFC South, uh, Houston Texans. What's your thoughts? They suck. <laughs> No, I mean, but they got my guy. They got your guy. You are the president and sole member of the General Mills fan club. I get it. They're just they're just not going to be very good. This is another team starting starting uh, two rookies in their secondary. They're going to give up a lot of points. Uh, so even if General Mills is is able to put some points on the board, I think they're going to be chasing from behind a lot. Uh, maybe four or five wins, eh? they're going to be pretty bad. They'll be fun. They'll be the fun bad team of the AFC. As the charter member of the Davis Mills fan club, I do feel compelled to to give the numbers just to give some insight as to why I could possibly like the guy. You may not realize, 2,664 yards last year, 66.8% completions, 16 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, 
four 300-yard passing games, including the three-touchdown game week 18 against the uh, Titans that I watched down here and said, whoa, a few times. Like, he had some throws. He had about three or four or five throws in a row that made me go, ooh, whoa, hey, that's pretty damn good. Uh, Quick, name two receivers from that team that he did that with. Uh, Brandon Cooks. Right, that's one. That's my point. He, who's he Will, doing Will this Fuller? with? <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. The corpse of Will Fuller? No. Oh, right. no. Uh, all, I'm, all I'm saying, I want to see a whole season. That's all I'm saying. Is that, you know, right. Let's see what he's got. He, he deserves that much, at least. Uh, yeah, they're, they're going to be last. Uh, your thoughts on the Indianapolis Colts? Uh, you know, boy, is, is it just This is me? minus 5,000 to make the playoffs, by the way. Oh, my God. Is it just me, or is Matt Ryan stepping in in this situation no different than Phillip Rivers stepping into this team a few seasons ago? Because they've, yeah. got the, you know, they've got the running back. They've got good receivers. All you need is the quarterback to come in and, and prove that he's stable. Just don't go out there. Don't do a Carson Wentz. Don't throw the ball out of your own end zone. Left-handed. Throw up all over yourself. I guarantee you, Matt Ryan will have soul-crushing plays and take sacks on every meaningful third down. He won't do that. <laughs> he won't fling it with his left hand with his eyes closed. And, and that and that is, uh, we talk about teams that, that can't get after the quarterback. I man, you got DeForest yeah. Buckner, Yannick Ngakwe, Quiddy Pay. That that's a team I think that's going to put some pressure on quarterbacks. So I actually like I like the Colts. Yes, I'm with you with all those guys, um, and I can't help but root for Matty Ice. I don't, I don't think he's going to the Hall of Fame. I might be wrong. Uh, he might, yeah. but he, he kicked ass for a decade, man. There's he no did. doubt about that. And he had and one that, of the greatest single seasons we've ever seen. At that time, with Kyle Shanahan was special. That was monstrous what he was doing down there uh, when when Shanahan was there. He will uh, he'll have a beast at running back and Jonathan Taylor. He's never had. Yes, he, he didn't have that with Atlanta. Um, the, the best back in the game right now, as far as I'm concerned, and my number one draft pick. Uh, the, the wild card in that whole thing is Gus Bradley's blitzing uh, defense. Uh, can he utilize that pass rush that you were just talking about, uh, formulate a decent defense to get uh, Stephon Gilmore? If he's a top cornerback, they, uh, they'll have some, some fierce battles there, and they're, they're going to need him. Uh, but, you know, they got a division they can, they can con- compete yep. with and contend with, and I think they got a shot to win it. I think so too. Uh, they're minus one ninety to make a playoff run and plus one fifty five wow. not to. So people like the Colts. Uh, what about the Jaguars? I don't think people are going to like the Jaguars very much. Tell you what, I actually kind of like the Jaguars this year. I think really? the Jaguars are one of those under the radar teams this season. Um, Doug Peterson, while he did make one of the biggest bonehead coaching decisions we've ever seen when he pulled the quarterback at the end of that Washington game. Um, no. To play, to, oh God! To, they, who did he put in at the end of that game? It didn't matter. The yeah, guy was trash some guy that didn't deserve to be there. It was like Nate Sudfeld or some, you know, some <laughs> yeah, like I that. Think that's it. Oh my God! Yeah. Other than that, Doug Peterson does have the chops, I think, to go in there and just stabilize things. Let Trevor Lawrence get some experience. Let him learn. They're in a tr- after the Colts. I do believe that this division is very good this year. 
and there are some good players on that team. I like the Christian Kirk get. Marvin Jones is a solid receiver. They're definitely putting weapons around Trevor Lawrence. He's actually going to get to play with Trevor uh, Travis Etienne this year, which he didn't get to do last year. You know, they've got Josh Allen on that defense. They've got the two big first-round draft picks in the middle on the linebacker. I am not down on the Jaguars this year. Ooh. Um, I concur a little. Just I, I just in this case, I I bet Trevor Lawrence is a lot better just because that Jagoff Urban Meyer isn't there. Just yeah. based on that alone. Yeah. It's, not, it's not a big stretch to say they'll be better. Just because he's not there. I've never seen a rookie quarterback get that many reps and never improve at all. Just the whole no. year he was just oh. bad. No, we crapped on him better. a lot in the uh, yeah. in, in our you know in our uh, honors and dishonors show. Trevor Lawrence got a lot of a lot of bad love. He was my drizzling shits last year because he never yeah. improved. And he was my uh, worst rookie. So uh, I agree with you that Peterson should get consistency out of them if there's any there to be gotten. Uh, they have to get Trayvon Walker playing like a number one pick. They, of course, you remember they took him over Aiden Hutchinson. It's like, what? So that's that's the big one right there. They have to make him look good instantly to uh, to help out that woeful defense. Two interceptions and seven fumble recoveries last year. Nine takeaways in 17 games. That sucks. Uh, yeah, Hutchinson questions uh, abound if, if they don't get that guy playing well. Uh, so you might actually have a playoff bid for the Jaguars, possibly. It's plus well, 450 if you want it. I don't know. Don't be spoiling things. I don't know. <laughs> and minus 650 for them not to make it, which is usually the the, the, the great bet there. Yeah. Uh, Tennessee Titans. Ah, uh, boy. I'm actually somewhat down on the Titans. I think that all of their, I think all of their flaws have been exposed. I did not understand the trading of AJ Brown. Yes, okay, Traylon Burks. Maybe he's the same guy. Maybe he fits the bill. But until you actually prove that he's the guy, that he can build. Yeah, I don't know, Derrick Henry. You better hope he's the same guy. He's great, but man, the defense has always been a bit shaky. I, I, I mean. The, the, they're good in in, in 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 spurts, but I don't know if they hit. It, it, I just don't trust the Titans this year. The, the, the Titans let I think both of us down a lot last year, and I think that's just I think there's just bad taste in my mouth with the Titans. There should be a team gets a number one seed and blows it at home like that. They they, they sacked Joe Burrow nine times <laughs> and still in lost. a playoff game and lost. You know, there there has to come a time when Mike Vrabel uh, realizes that the veteran play that you provided from from Ryan Tannehill, it, yeah. it's not worth the lack of development and experience for Malik Willis. You have to, I think, you have to make that switch at some point this year. It's worth it if your veteran quarterback gets you closer to a title. Throwing three picks at home to lose your number one seed is not getting you closer to a title. The, the Tannehill uh. show is is done as far as I'm concerned. I got no use for him. And they finally get a quarterback wrecker developed uh to your point that defense has always been problematic especially rushing the passer i'm very familiar with them having trouble uh getting sacks and, and taking a quarterback then they finally develop a guy that, that kills quarterbacks in in harold landry he had 12 sacks last year oops he tore his acl in camp he's out for the year. <laughs> 
And I'm not going to go on a long rant because we have no time, but Derrick Henry's going on 29. I love Derrick Henry to fucking death. That man kills people, and I love watching him do it. He's going on 29, and he broke his foot last year. I, I'm worried. I, I'm, I, I, see, yeah. I see them taking a step back just like you do. Uh, very even to make the play to make another run at the playoffs. Plus 100 to make it, and minus 120 not to make the playoffs. That is shocking oh. for a team that was the number one seed last year. But that's what people yeah. think of the Titans. Wow. Uh, well, so your AFC you. South order. Yeah. Well, I, I you spoiled it. Colts, Jags, Titans, Texans, and the Jacksonville Jaguars are my last wild card in the AFC. <sighs> wow. That is. Uh, that's putting some Jacksonville Jaguars. That's putting some love on the Jags. I did not expect that. Um, I have Colts, Titans, Jaguars, uh, Texans, and I actually have the Titans coming back and making a run uh, and making oh. a playoff push. Okay. Right. I just Does don't have them. Malik Wills or the Willis? They, he's got to. He's got to get in there in the second half of the year. He's got yep. to. No, I agree. You, you know what Tannehill is. Well, we got four minutes. Do we make our pick <laughs> and then? Do the uh, AFC East in the after show. I, I, let's give everybody our AFC East uh, thoughts as far as the order goes. Uh, well, um, and, this and, is going to be pretty straightforward for me. Right. In the AFC East, Bills, Dolphins, Pats, and Jets. That's my AFC East order. Okay. And we'll, we'll have some discussions. We see it. Uh, we, we see the rest of it behind the Bills differently. I've got Jets, too. Then Dolphins, then Patriots last. Yeah, I, I you know, I, you think I'd be crapping on that, but I'm not. Okay, uh, I'm, I'm sure we'll still have some conversation I'd love about the it. Jets draft. I loved the Jets draft. Yeah, yeah, me too. So did everyone else. They got the high draft grades, right? Yeah, they got all those B pluses. <laughs> if you can't get an A out of what they did, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what you could have possibly done. All right, um, our uh, conference champions and Super Bowl picks. Uh, well, don't we have to make a pick? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do that in the oh, last okay. 90 seconds. Conference championships. I've got the Bills over the Ravens. Mm-hmm. And then the NFC, okay. I've got the Packers over the Rams. And I've got the Bills winning it all. Buffalo Bills, your Super Bowl winner. All right. For a lot of people are picking the Bills. They seem to be the, the heavy favorite. Uh, for me, um, in the NFC, I have the Rams coming out uh, over the Buccaneers. And in the AFC, the Baltimore Ravens all the way uh, to knock off uh, – who do I have them beating? Uh, I don't know. Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it. I have the yeah. Ravens coming out of the AFC. Um, so I have the Rams making the Super Bowl for a second year in a row. But – the redemption story and John Harbaugh coming all the way back. I have the Baltimore Ravens as your Super Bowl champions. I mean, I've got them in the AFC Championship game. I do. I, I think the Ravens are on a tear this year, but I think the Bills are on a mission. I, I, and, and I do. That's a lot of people think that way. Uh, you're, you are definitely not alone there. So I, I, I understand. I get it. All right. We do indeed. We do indeed have a pick to make in the last 90 seconds, as we promised everybody. You should not be surprised that we gas bagged so long. No. It's the Buffalo Bills and the L.A. Rams opening the season Thursday night, the top two scoring teams in the league last year. Bills were 11-6, Rams were 12-5. Uh, Bills are actually the favorite. They uh, 
get the uh, the give uh, two and the half points on the road at Los Angeles. Yes, and because I have the Bills winning the Super Bowl, I'm taking the Rams. Of course, I, I I don't I don't trust the Bills in this spot without Tre'Davious White. I, I think that they'll be able to band-aid that maybe for a while if they're able to hopefully get him back. But I think this is too much to overcome on the road, at home. I mean, Cooper Cup, yeah, it's going to be too much for the Bills in this game. It's going to be good. It's going to be fun. I'm taking the Rams as the home dog. Go figure. It's a great uh, call out of you. The uh, Bills still missing their best cornerback, Tredavious White, still recovering from his ACL injury. And uh, as I said, I'll bring this up more on our pick show on Saturday, but we got Teams that have veteran coaches at the at, uh, at the helm of their regimes, both these coaches uh, are entering their sixth year. And Buffalo is three and two in week ones under Sean McDermott. Rams are five and zero oh under Sean McVay in week one. Yeah. I concur, and I will take the Rams as well. And with that, we will see you on the other side in our after show. Uh, where we will get a little more discussion about the uh, AFC East that we gave short shrift to. We'll talk to you in a second. All right, into our VIP after show program. Yeah, I, I... I guess next year we'll, we, we really will have to go to setting timers on the, one of our phones or something like that. I, I just knew we were going to have to. You know, we only missed one division. <laughs> only one. <laughs> only, you know, it's funny, though, because now nah, we're in the after show, so it's like the format's uh, not as big of a deal to me now. Right. But uh, I actually I flirted with flip-flopping the Jets and the Patriots for third and fourth. I actually did think about moving up the Jets because I think they will be uh, more competitive this year. I do worry for the health of uh, Zach Wilson. He's already banged up. Yep. And he's already got. Sure. He's got. He's got the wani. Ah. He's got a he's got, knee. He's got a, he's got a knee. Um. Yeah. It looks for all uh, purposes like Joe Flacco is going to get the start on on week one for the Jets. Oh God. So. <laughs> oh God. Oh God. Oh man. Uh. No. I. I. I love. You know, the Bills, to me, their problem last year, if they had a problem, and I think they learned it in the AFC Championship game, was what the Bills learned was, don't fuck around with the Jaguars. Don't don't take these <laughs> bad teams, right? Don't take bad teams lightly because them blowing those games and being yep. competitive in those games cost them home field. Yep, sure did. And and I, I, you know, and every time you have that team that takes a step and then it takes another step, you have to learn something. And I, I'm really curious because obviously there's no shame if they go and lose to the Rams. I want to see what the Bills do with a really bad team when they're minus mm-hmm. twenty. You know, <laughs> right? That's what I want to see. I want to see the Bills not have to cover these spreads either. Like. Three minutes to go in the fourth quarter. I want to see them up forty-one to nothing at halftime, and Josh Allen plays, you know, a half a football or three quarters of football because you can you can just rest everybody because it, it's over. And that that I think was the thing that the Bills that they didn't have that 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 killer instinct to just put their foot on the throats of bad teams. Um, 
And you I say, think going to Kansas City, minus having 20, to go to I'm Kansas like, do they host the Texans this year or something? Now nah, I got to look at the Bills' schedule to see who they're. <laughs> yeah, like which because I'm not worried about them against the good teams. Hey, I would be stunned if they destroy the Rams on on Thursday night. Take out that aggression. I wouldn't be shocked, but I don't nah, think it's going to happen. I mean, if this game was in Buffalo, hey, I'm probably taking the Bills. <laughs> Even minus Tredavious White. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised with that either. Uh, they're hosting uh, Jack Brisket in the Browns week 11. That's going to be minus about 17, maybe. That'll be one of their last games. We, who did? We don't even know that Jack Brisket's going to still be the starter in Cleveland by then. Well, if it's not him, then that would be minus 20 if it's somebody other than Jack Brisket. Yeah. Maybe it'll be Jimmy G. <laughs> They'll make the trade by then. They can still trade him. They sure can. They got they got his rights. But the Bills dude. are gonna have they're gonna have the Jets. They're gonna have some cream. So the Cleveland though, like Cleveland's like their first cream puff. Uh, if you count the Jets, uh, that's that, that's week nine. They're at the Jets, um, and then they host them week fourteen. Um, okay. But yeah, other than that, their schedule's pretty pretty stacked. Uh, that's actually first, I think, first place team. I think that's actually good for them. Right, they, they'll keep focused. Uh, they start Rams, and then it's Titans at yeah, Dolphins. I'm looking at it at right Ravens. now. Oh, okay. yeah. Steelers at Chiefs. Yeah, yeah they got start off pretty hardcore. Loaded schedule: Packers yeah. and then the Jets. Yeah, there are the Bears at the Bears. Um, oh, oh boy. <laughs> um, no, there aren't a lot of just dog crap teams. So again, I mean, they're going to earn it this year, huh? Uh, no, we have the exact same concerns. We know their deal. They get bored and distracted, and they don't play their best unless they're motivated. Um, you know, as much of a killer as Project has developed into, uh, Leslie Frazier's D gave up a lead best 4.6 yards per, per play last year. Uh, they were tied for third in takeaways with 30. They led the league in hurry percentage, quarterback hurry percentage at 15.4. The defense was pretty ferocious for the Bills. And still, with all of that, they lose to the Jaguars, and they uh, seem to lose their concentration and, and get bored. You know, they, they, the D was ferocious until the KC playoff game, I should say, because they weren't so ferocious. In that nobody game. nobody played defense in that. That no. was not we, – we said that when you, we talked about that game. That wasn't bad defense. That was just all world offense. That was offensive. Two, two quarterbacks doing, a, yeah, doing a Jordan Bird one on one competition with each other. Yeah, that was the oh yeah, watch this game. <laughs> yep, hold my beer, watch this. Oh yeah, watch this. Uh, so they tried to shore up one weakness with the point yeah, that... guard, Matareza. <laughs> that that does, that does remind me of the commercials with Jordan sitting up in the rafters when they were playing a horse. Off the backboard, off yeah. the building, off the side of the <laughs> side of the backboard, nothing but net. Uh, yeah, you got to be of a certain age to remember that. Oh yeah, showing our age. Yeah. So the the punt guard uh, Matareza that didn't work. That kind of worked out infamously, if I might say. Oh, oh. Was, well, let it play infamous. out. Let it play out because you don't want to dance on the guy's grave and then it turns into the lacrosse team thing, you know? Uh, and that's, that's, that's true, I suppose. Uh, Von Miller drops in there uh, for a shot at two rings in a row. Got the ring with the Rams last year, so he's going for that. Uh, one question I have, three years in a row, a project running 100 times each year? How long does that keep up? 
Eventually, they're gonna have to say, "Hey, man, you're too valuable. You gotta, so you, you gotta stop burying guys in the middle of, of the field like that." <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's, so, it's yeah, fun to watch. Know, yeah, when he's out there trucking dudes, yeah, yeah, it's awesome to watch. It, it breaks out the the stick on them and and puts them down. But eventually, you know, you gotta you gotta dial that back. You don't want him doing the Lamar and, and missing half the year. Right, because all it takes is for one guy to. Take it. Take take a little bit of liberty, laid out of bounds, and end your season. Yeah, for one guy decides I'm not tackling you high. I'm going to blow your knee out. Yeah. That's how I'm getting you down. Yeah, all it takes is one guy willing to take a fine and a 15 yard penalty. Right. Uh, so, yeah, our order is different. I got the uh, the Jets second, but you you kind of like the Jets too. Uh, you know, I don't I don't hate them. I mean, I, I respect what they did in the draft, you know, for a team with as many rookies that they're starting. Um, these these were supposedly these guys were all the shit, right? I mean, they were they yeah. were making moves, they were jumping up. They had one of the best first days I think I've seen on paper a team have in a long time. I mean, they they, they went and they got the weapon for Zach Wilson. They went and they got the running back for for him in the second round. They added to, the, excuse me, they added to the defense. They brought in, uh, they brought in, uh, you know, free agents. You know, so they they brought in C.J. Mosley, Lamarcus Joint. I mean, they they they're trying. I will give them an A for effort. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how much that's going to translate into wins. And Zach Wilson's got to get this knee thing figured out. Because Joe Flacco ain't taking this team to a second place. Uh, yeah, I guess that's a very good point. Um, I'm not that worried about the knee because they're acting like he's trying to get ready to play this week. I don't think he's going to play. It's but... all those milfs he's banging. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's <laughs> a milf slayer. Um, yeah, yeah, he, he he showed some flashes last year. Did he, did he not have some games that made you go, ooh? What, where'd he that come had. From? He showed more than Trevor Lawrence. I give him that. <laughs> Certainly. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing all those draft picks justify the the praise and the A plus draft grades and all of that. Uh, this was actually the second least penalized defense last year. So my reason for optimism, in addition to the picks, is. Robert Sala is not an idiot. Robert Sala was very highly uh, thought of uh, what he did with that defense in San Francisco, uh, almost won a title out there with them. Uh, him and Jeff Ulbrich have a good foundation in place there. They're, ad- they're adding this young talent. They probably won't be that good as far as penalties with all this young talent being added because some of those young guys are probably going to take some liberties of their own. Uh, you know, I can see Sauce Gardner picking up some uh, taunting flags and stuff like that. But uh, I think they, they, got a, they got a great, base. I think they are building there. I don't know exactly what they're building to. I wanted to pick them to, to get a wild card spot, uh, picking them second in the East. I, I couldn't quite pull that trigger, but uh, I, I do like them. I like them better than the Patriots right now. I think there's reason for optimism. I think Lou and Jersey has reason to be excited. Get excited, Lou. The Jets might win six or seven games. Actually, you've yeah, probably got them winning on. closer to ten? Eight, nine? Hey, you got to start somewhere. Yeah. And then the Patriots, oh, they bore me. <laughs> They're well coached. They're going to be there, but eh, really, I don't know. 
Yeah, um, I, I don't want to point. I, I want to know how. I want to know how they go. I want to know how they go from Josh McDaniel to Ass Clown at offensive coordinator. <laughs> that that's my deal. That's exactly my my issue with them is I don't want to point the finger at the goat coach and say, oh, now you done fucked up. But that doesn't look good. Uh, I know it's only preseason, but right now you're trying to replace uh, Boy Wonder and and all of his. Uh, creativity with Joe Judge and Asad with a pencil behind his ear uh, as your offensive coordinators. That that's not looking very good at all no. so far. Uh, and the defense, so the defense is going to have to carry you. And I don't know yeah. if they're up for that. Uh, that defense is they, they, their run D needs work. They're getting old and they're long in the tooth. You talked about the Eagles D is long in the tooth. So is the Patriots. Uh, and the offense lacks impact players, so I'm 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 pessimistic. I picked them last in the in the East. Yeah, that that I, that I is that is that is not an offense that that scares you on paper at all. I'm I, I'm sure Mac Jones will make some plays and they'll put up some points and you know, Jacoby Myers and Hunter Henry and you know somebody in the running game will somehow all of a sudden Ramondre Stevenson will have a huge game out of nowhere. Um, yeah, I mean Harris will have a couple hundred yard yeah. games here and there. They'll they'll win some games because they're well coached, but I don't think they're going to win enough games. I think their high point was when they had that one game lead, you know, when they had that lead for one week last year in the division, <laughs> when they actually woke up the Bills, and then the Bills were like, "Yeah, no, this shit's over, right?" <laughs> Wait a damn minute. Yeah, no. That, that again, that's the Bills' problem. They right. No, that's I, I picked the Patriots to beat them in that playoff game. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Well, that, oh, that they didn't have a chance in hell in that I game. I think we disagreed on that one. <laughs> I have a chance. You, yeah, I think you had the bills in that one. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. No, I wasn't Oof. buying with the. Well, I wasn't buying what the uh, what the Patriots were selling. That's for sure. And you know, I we haven't thought, talked I about the goal. Get it done. Uh, last team we're going to talk about is our one yeah. of our favorite teams to kick around. Um, <laughs> And one of our favorite quarterbacks to kick around because I still don't have any faith in, in, in Tua. They, they can go get Tyreek Hill, and they can go get him the weapons. And you can have Jalen Waddle, and they uh, they can they can totally revamp no the running game. No excuses now, huh? No excuses, no excuses now. Right. This is we talk about these quarterbacks who have these no excuses seasons. This is Tua's no excuses season because if he can't produce with the amount of Playmakers. I mean, he has doesn't have great running backs, but th- that is a deep backfield. Edmonds, Mostert, Miles Gaskin, and then that Ahmed kid who played decent in stretches last year, but at least three deep at the running back position. They have a decent tight end. I'm not a big Mike Gesicki guy, but okay. But th- there are no excuses right now for Tua. If, if that team can't produce on offense and put up the points, they've got Tyreek. The, the, come on. You went and got Tyreek Hill. You traded for Tyreek right. Hill to add him to this offense. I think this is Tua's uh, show-me season. or I don't think it's going to be long for him. Yeah, they, I they did. I them to finish second. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted to, but I'm, I'm on the edge there between the Jets and Dolphins. They might have the yeah. same record for, for me. Um, yeah, they, they, they got, do. I was gonna say I've got a big gap though between the Bills and the rest of that division. It's the yeah. other three teams just kind of like beating each other up, and then the Bills. Right. 
I, I agree with that. Uh, yeah, they did. They do what you want to want a team to do. Trying to contend, trying to compete. They go get Tyreek. They uh, that's uh, those running backs you mentioned, uh, Chase Edmonds, uh, Raheem Mostert. They're trying to shore up the third worst running game in the league. So they they actually see the weakness. They're trying to address it. They even try to address the protection. They get uh, Teron Armstead from the Saints. They they sign him over at uh, that left tackle. Uh, no more excuses. Steven Ross ain't tanking now. I don't know what the fuck he was doing with uh, with Brian uh, Flores, but he sure the fuck ain't tanking now. He's actually trying to win. Um, There's a top offensive mind and Mike McDaniel that comes over. Uh, that might push him over the edge, uh, over the Jets, over you know everyone else in the division, uh, because that's uh, a West Coast offense taking its talents to South Beach, and, and we talked about it a little bit in the offseason that you setting up Tua to have uh, a lot less deep attempts and a lot more uh, middle, uh, intermediate stuff to work on his accuracy, take advantage of what is uh, appears to be his best asset by far, which is his accuracy. Um, the longer he goes, the worse it is by, by far. Um, so there's reason for optimism, just not when they play the Bills. Right. So, okay. So yeah. So it's funny. This is one of those where even when we disagree, we totally see the other's points. I don't. I don't think we've crapped on anybody. Although I'm sure you crapped on me. You can crap on me all you want for picking the Jags to make the playoffs. I I was surprised. I'm, I'm not crapping on it necessarily. I was. I again. I think they're going to be better than they were last year just because Urban Meyer isn't there anymore. So I, yeah. I don't think they're going to be, you know, the, the worst team in the league at all. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I I love that revamp defense. I miss – I'll tell you what I miss. I miss the Jaguars having a kick-ass defense. Oh, I do too. Uh, the league was so much more fun <laughs> when, when they had that, that ridiculous defense. And the guys they went and got, I mean, if you look up and down that defense, the Olakun from Atlanta, who's a tackling machine, right? Yep. He was one of the top tacklers in the league. Nobody's ever heard of this guy. Uh, Josh Allen up front, these two rookies uh, that they drafted, you know, Shaq Griffin. Uh, I mean, they – they clearly are trying to go back to play a style of, of Jaguars football, I think, that we were accustomed to. And if they can do that and get anything from that offense, I think they could be I think they could be fun. They, they might could. not be fun they might not be fun bad, but at least they could be fun mediocre. And right. they play in a crap division. So if they can get us, if they can get those two wins against the Texans and and split with the other ones, you know, that's that's four. Right. It's all you got to do, and that you're you're halfway to being in contention at that point. And they're probably playing a pretty easy schedule. That, that's that, that, that made me uh, curious to look at the Jazz schedule. So they they open at Washington uh, Sunday. Yeah, that's, it's a winnable that's game. Good. Um, Colts not a, not at a, Chargers. Nothing to guarantee because we don't know. But. Right. Uh, but yeah, you talk about the Texans twice. Um, they uh, they got the Chargers and the Eagles, which are tough. Um, uh, they got the Giants, which could be uh, a dub. Uh, they got the uh, Russ Wilson and the Broncos, which shouldn't be a win, but you never know. Oh um, my God, I'm looking at this Denver, Vegas, KC, Baltimore stretch. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, but, that's yeah, pretty rough. But then I see. But then you know what? Winnable games. Detroit could be a winnable game at Tennessee. Tennessee could be a winnable game. I bet you Dallas could be a winnable game for them. 
the Jets could be yeah, – there's winnable games for them late. But, man, they have both. got to win. They have got to win one of those four games between Halloween and Thanksgiving because <laughs> that looks to me on paper like an 0-4 stretch. they got to win one of them. <laughs> yeah, that, that, would be, uh, that would be big if they could uh, oh, hey, one of those. That Denver game's in London, and we, weird shit always happens ah. in London. The London Jaguars. The London Jaguars. It's like home away from home. So um, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I, I, I... That, that week and 15 they, they, Dallas, I'm looking at that. If Buffalo can go in there and get beat, Dallas certainly can. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm with you on that. I'm not, I'm not picking a week 15 game. I'm just looking at it, at, it with interest. Right. All. No, we're not writing this down. We're not committing this to anything because no. by then the Jags could be, you know, two and eleven. <laughs> so yeah, we're, I'm glad you admit that that's possible, and, and I'm admitting that I, I see optimism with them. Uh, so no, I'm not. I'm not shitting on them as a playoff team. It's a surprise, but I'm not shitting on it. All right, I, you know what? I'm trying to look at. I always try to pick teams. I always go by that stat, that damn stat. Don't pick all the same teams from the year before because there's going to be yeah. turnover. So the Ravens I've got in this year, they weren't in last year. You know, the Jags weren't in last year. Um, the Chargers weren't in last year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the Cards were in, but they were bad. Right. I mean, I, I, so that was another did, bad pick. I they were bad. The Ram. Uh, did the Eagles make it in last year? No. Wait, did okay. they? I don't know because didn't did the Cowboys grab? Oh, that, no, the I Cowboys think they didn't did. grab they, that division away. I think the Eagles got beat by Tommy. So yeah, I think they okay. did make it. And and the Saints weren't in last year. No, I don't believe the Saints were in. Right. You know, so we've got. It's funny. I think that the two teams that we really talked about, like turning it around the most, were the Ravens and the Saints, and we were kind of lockstep on that. We, we were. Um, I didn't know I was going to go all the way and put them uh, over and have them win the title, but I guess I'm I know, with that redemption it. story. And, I honestly uh, thought about it with the Ravens, but I was like, man, Bills. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the story. That, that's everyone is looking at that, and I and I absolutely understand it. That's actually a, a pick I would have made like years ago. That. You can see the the progression. You can see the steps being taken each year, and then last year with the heartbreaking loss. I'm a big proponent in the heartbreaking loss propelling a team uh, to the title the next year. I made a, a pretty decent amount of money on a playoff pool back in the day, picking uh, the the Broncos over the Packers because nobody thought that you know this was Brett Favre and, and the Packers. They had just won the year before. Nobody thought Denver had a chance against them, but. Uh, Denver had a heartbreaking playoff loss the year before, and yeah. I said, "You know what? I, I think John Elway's going to put it together and, and lead them to a to uh, to a title. I think they're going to put it all together, and that's exactly what happened. So it absolutely happens that way uh, a lot of times in football. You got to have those growing pains, and, and the Bills are certainly uh, got the prime script for it. I guess my uh, hesitation with that is still knowing how they get when when they're not challenged mentally and and how." Right. Uh, out of sorts thinking they can I can see them losing games again and putting themselves in that same position to having to go to Arrowhead again or something you know similar uh, going to, to Baltimore um, and, and having that situation um, that, that's probably who I have uh, Baltimore beating in the AFC I didn't know who I wrote down uh, 
been in the play, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it's probably Buffalo. Um, but yeah, I can see that happening again. Oh, so uh, I said I'm on a fantasy journey this year. Yeah. So I missed out on I I missed out on getting into your fantasy league. Right. So I am I am endeavoring into a place that I've never been before. Oh. Daily fantasy. Ooh. So every week. Yeah. I'm gonna have a DraftKings lineup. All right. And I've got five bucks in every week. Got skin in the game. Skin in the game. Seventeen weeks. That's gonna cost me eighty five bucks for the season. Oh, big spender. So hey, we're gonna see we're gonna see where I come out. So okay. I will I will uh unveil my weekly lineup every week after our pick show in the after show. All right. Because I don't want to tell you my team before we make the picks, because that might inform my pick. <laughs> okay. No, um, that, that's good. And then we'll recap each week, too, as I go through. Uh, so you can kind of live vicariously through me this year doing it that way. So you can talk about your team, uh, your fantasy team, that you've got a couple of dollars invested in. Yep. And then I can talk about my $85 investment and see if I actually make any money uh, this year. Yeah, Yahoo has a, a daily fantasy uh, as well. And uh, I usually participate every week in that. And, like, uh, they have free contests in which you can, yep. if you're good enough, you can win some, some money. I'm never good enough to win money in those free contests, but I do uh, give it a shot anyway, so. Yeah, uh, it's, it's it's interesting. Uh, you definitely will be entertained being able to sit there on Sundays and watch your your guys and and you know get a gut punch and you have a guy that's so close to the end zone and he gets stopped and oh, then handed or to he us. gets hurt. You have a guy who gets hurt oh. in the first quarter. Um, what usually yeah. happens to me is my running back gets to the one and gets stopped and then they bring in like the, the third string fullback or something. And he punches it in. I'm like, no, what are you doing? <laughs> that's why you just go studs, right? You take the running backs you just know aren't going to get pulled at the goal line. If you can get them. If they're There's available. very few of them. But that's what well, was, but... I found was interesting. So I made when I was uh, going through today and I made my lineup and I don't know if it's my final lineup but I went through and I was playing with it and I was like, yeah, I'm really interested because, you know, you're looking at the matchups you're looking at who you think is going to have the huge games against the other team. You're not always, you know, and then you're constrained by the salary caps. So then you start mm-hmm. looking for those value guys, right? So, like, what scrub is going to get me points? The Gabriel um, Davis rule. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you can find that guy, congratulations. You have won your week. Uh, yeah. So uh, I believe that my uh, my $5, there's 1.1 million people in this pool, or there will be by the time it, by the time it kicks off, uh, just, uh, what was this here? I'm going to look at this again. So, so you got basically, a, you're, in, you're in a five dollar pool with 1.1 million people. So, what does first place win? A million dollars. Oh, Jesus Christ! Okay. Yeah. Um, and the top 300,000 payout. So you finish in the top 30 right. percent. You get a. I mean, obviously, you only get eight bucks, which is better than none. You know, but if you finish in the top, 
you know, yeah, if you finish in the top 65,000, you're talking 10, 12 bucks. And then, yeah, if you start to finish in the, the money doesn't really get good until you finish in the top 1,200. So if you're right. in the top percent, you're in the top 1% at that point. Now you're now you're in triple digits, and then eventually you get to quadruple digits, and then six and seven digits. Man, that's some serious so, gorilla. Yeah, I mean, I'll be happy if I win eight bucks. <laughs> Nonetheless, a million. Holy cow! Yeah. Um, and just think you know, of what uh, it would take for you to have that lineup. What that uh, lineup would have to look like, and how luck crazy of it would all be. luck. Yeah. Just. Uh, luckiest guy to have this wide receiver that has three touchdowns and this running back that has two touchdowns and this quarterback that has four touchdowns right. and one running is that there's a whole lot of luck involved in that stuff. There's no but, way you can tell that. Right. But the way I look at it, you have to finish in that top 25 to 30% to fit, to win any money. So mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see. That's that's my, that's what I'm going to be doing all year. And I will, uh, I will update as the as the season goes on, and you know we'll talk about it. You know, because that'll be fun, something fun to talk about. Because I'm sure you'll have input. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure. So that'll be fun. Uh, yeah, there's a Yahoo free roll that has a uh, little money on the on the line, like three hundred dollars for first price or something like that. But uh, for the, you know that's for the best price you can have, which is free. Um, and then there's a whole lot of other contests in which you can pay some money and win. I don't see anything for a million dollars though, so that's uh, yeah. I, I've never seen a contest quite like that. So, so it, best, best of luck. Like, I really I... hope you win that. Oh shit! Every week. <laughs> I win seven. Get lucky again and again. No, uh, no, no. I, I would be happy if I came close to my investment. If I can at least win my money back, or be a little ahead, I'd be happy. Absolutely. But the odds are uh, I won't. That's why it's gambling. So I, I was just here about exactly. your fantasy team because, you, you know. Yeah. Um, you, you asked me. We were we were conversing a little bit before your draft. Because you're because like, I got I the was, number one pick. I was shocked to uh, open the uh, draft room and realize that I was the uh, the top man on the board, number one overall yeah. pick. And I was like, hmm, what, what should I do with this? So you texted so I, I, Yeah. And, and you responded. Like, uh, immediately. I didn't, it didn't even take me long if you noticed. You're like, I got the number one yeah. position I draft. I was like, Josh Allen. <laughs> I, yeah, and I kind of thought you were kidding with that, but you you were not kidding. No, I wasn't um, kidding. I'm all in. I've got the Bills to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I uh, I was trying to figure it out. Uh, I I'm Tossed a couple of guys around in my head. Like, yeah. if this, if I had the number one pick last year, I, I probably wouldn't have hesitated and just would have went McCaffrey number one instantly. Oh no! And after what happened last year with him missing most of the year with injury, I was yeah. like, I don't think I can do that this year. You know, I love him. He's a great all around back. Uh, a couple of years ago, it probably would have been Alvin Kamara. I can't do that because he's been uh, up and down right. the last few years. So I'm like, you know, Jonathan Taylor is the is the man right now. He's the most consistent back out there. He's the most productive back. He's the best all around back. He can he can do yeah. it all. He's st- uh, steady. He's he doesn't get hurt. I, I think I just yeah. got to take him and then you know, let the chips fall where they may after right. that. 
You know what I like about Jonathan Taylor? I'm going to give you Mm -hmm. two words to describe Jonathan Taylor from a a fantasy standpoint. You're going to think I'm talking bad about him, but I'm not. He's safe and he's boring. (laughs) No, I I understand. I get it. You, You don't want risk. When you have right. a number one pick, you want this, a, a safe guy, a guy that you know is going to get you a certain amount every single week. You will and just Jonathan look Taylor up. is good for that. You'll look up, and he got you 24 points. Right. Just like, how do you do that? Well, you just kind of grind it along. Yeah. He ran for 97 yards and two touchdowns, and he mm-hmm. caught another six balls for 45 yards. Oh, shit. <laughs> it added up. Uh, and, and the safe part of that is he's not going to have a week where he runs, you know, 12 times for eight yards or something like that. It's right. just not going to happen. And he's, and he's in a good situation. He's hiding an old quarterback. He's got a good offensive line, right? Mm-hmm. Then a dome. He is, he's the guy. <laughs> so I get it. I'm not going to crap on your pick. I have um, always is... devalued running backs because I thought I could always find running backs late or rookie running backs that usually get downgraded. So I, I, that's always my strategy was get the top quarterback, get stud wideouts, and, and that was always, you know, so everybody's got a different philosophy, right? Sure. I I, I understand your philosophy, but I think uh, throughout the last several years, it's less and less uh, uh, safe running backs on the board. There's more and more like platoon situations where there's like three yep. or four guys that you don't know who's going to get the ball one week and, and right. the next week it might be a different guy. So uh, there's a playing, lot more of those. So you're playing scarcity there too. Yes. Uh, so that's what informed my next, uh, my, my draft strategy going forward, which you didn't know anything about that. All you knew was I had number one. Um, what I wound up doing on the, the comeback uh, for two and three, the, the snake was, I saw another running back at the end of round two that I really think is a first round talent. And I said, fuck it, I'm taking him and I'm just going to lock up uh, two running back spots and and go from there. Uh, And this was even uh, going in thinking I was going to get several of those stud wide receivers that are out there. And that didn't wind up that it wound up going the other way. I wound up being running back heavy, sort of, you know, sort of running back heavy. I got four running backs and six receivers, but my first two picks are running backs because I saw a running back wow. I thought should have been first round uh, gone already. So I took Nick Chubb uh, in the, at the end of the second round. Yeah, right. that's not a. And then and then and then the next pick was Josh Allen. And then the next pick I took I took the first quarterback off the board, which, which is Project. Yes, which is criminal that he's there. <laughs> How is Josh yeah. Allen there at twenty one? I mean, I can. I'm not. I don't want to bore you with the whole draft, but I can read you the top twenty before him. And if you uh, strongly disagreed, you would have taken him over well, any of these guys. Well, obviously, strongly disagree. I told you to take him with the number one pick. <laughs> yes, I understand that. But like, okay, so it went Taylor McCaffrey at two. I think you probably no. would say hell no. <laughs> and, and I agree. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have done that either. I, Sucker. I <laughs> Uh, someone loved Justin Jefferson and took him at three. What? Um, yeah. He's, I mean, he's great. I mean, no, I, I get it. I hope yeah. they got Kirk Cousins in the 12th round. Uh, maybe. Well, I'll, I'll look ahead and see. Um, Austin Eckler at four. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not impressed by that. No. Uh, Cooper, Cooper Cup at five. Okay. Uh, 
and then Derrick Henry, Jamar Chase, sure. Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon, All right. and Stephon Diggs. All right. I like half those picks. <laughs> the fact that there's no quarterbacks in that just stuns me. Uh, no, Ballin was the first quarterback. Second round goes uh, Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, oh, Najee no. Harris. I, I'm not. I, I'm not on Devontae Adams. This, I'm not on these guys who leave the stud quarterback. I would. Yeah, you're on record there. I am. Fourth pick in round two kind of knocked me off my chair. DeAndre Swift. What? Oh, this is just. Oh wait, who's left? I better. Oh come on. <laughs> You know, but only my wife could draft B.J. Raji in the first round. (laughs) (laughs) And still beat you twice. Of course. But She she was joking about that. Remember when I took that? Yeah, I remember when you took that. Because it was an accident. She didn't mean to do it. She had him in the (laughs) queue and then had nobody else in the queue. (laughs) In the first round. And still beat me twice. Yeah, it still beat you twice. Um, so the second round closed out uh, Alvin Kamara, C.D. Lamb, Mike Evans, Saquon Barkley, Travis Kelsey, and Nick Chubb. That's me. And then I took Josh Allen. I, I Yeah, at that point, once it turns back to me at 21 and I get Josh Allen, I'm like, that's it. I win. <laughs> I hope I win. Uh, so, yeah, I, I won't bore you with the whole draft, but that's that. the strategy I wound up going was I couldn't pass up Chubb, um, yeah. and I went Josh Allen, and I, I, I was the last guy to take a receiver at all. As you can tell, it was uh, receiver heavy early. Yeah. Um, so fourth into the fourth round, I wind up taking Mike Williams uh, out of uh, L.A. Sure. Um, which is, yeah, at his. that point. Was that? I said he'll get his. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know everyone will get theirs in uh, in that offense. Yeah. Even you know that he's not the number one. Start... You know, Keenan Allen's the number one, but he'll still you know get a lot of yards right. and a lot of touchdowns. But then you know, then you start looking for those value receivers. You know, like Alave and some of these guys, right? Right. Uh, I, there's a, there's a ton of them, and I thought I was going to get uh you know more than I you know better than I did. Um, but I wanted, like I said, going you know running back the first two and then uh, Josh Allen. Um, so Mike Williams, uh, I decided to uh, Titans were uh, were going, so I decided to get George Kittle to start the fifth, uh, just to lock down a real good tight end. Yeah. Um, into the sixth, I go wide receiver with Jerry Judy. I said I was a fan of his, and now he's got a much better quarterback uh, situation than he had before. So um, I, I'm looking forward to him doing pretty big things with, with Russ. Uh, the Buffalo defense in to start round seven, which is uh, interesting because after the draft, I looked at their uh, schedule and I go, you know, they're starting uh, with the Rams on Thursday night. I, I don't know if I want to go there. I know I, I, the first defense off the board usually don't bench them in the first week. I want to bench them the first week because uh, I sure. brought up uh, uh, picking up uh, Baltimore because they're playing the Jets. Um but I drafted the Buffalo defense round seven, round eight. I go, uh, this is one of those situations where it's a running back that is part of a committee, but he might get his. So round eight is probably might, you know, wind up being a, a, a bit of a gift. So I take Clyde Edwards Solaire for the chiefs. Okay. Uh, come back after that. And yeah, you know, I'm, I'm in love with, with Mike Thomas. That's my guy. He used to be a, a stud. So I, I take him in round nine. 
Um, so that's one of those receiver that might be a value because he, if he's back to what he used to be, he'll, you know, he, that's like a second, third round talent, and I get him in, you know, to begin round nine. Right. Um, so I'm hoping for the best there. Um, follow that up with Devontae Smith at the end of round ten. I think that's a, a nice value there. Um, Cordero Patterson at round eleven, and at that point, I'm done with running backs. That's I don't need any more after that. I, I, honestly, um, I love that Cordero Patterson pickup. Because he picked at up 11. points in so many ways. Right. He doesn't. He's not just running. He's he's doing whatever you need him to do: catching, right. running, whatever you need. Um, Chase Claypool at the end of round twelve. You know, we'll we'll see if there's anything there in Pittsburgh. Uh, and uh, Deontay Johnson being the number one there, I don't I don't trust him. He he, he has a lot of drops. Um, so we'll see if Claypool has any uh, value uh, with with uh, with Mitch Trubisky there. Yeah. So I made my sixth receiver at that point turned around and took Traylon Burks, uh, the, the Tennessee kid. That's a, that's um, a buy and hold, right? That's a wait and see kind of guy. Right. It would be, but then I saw uh, the Rams defense, uh, or the, I'm sorry, the uh, Bills defense playing the Rams, and Burks is the guy I wound up uh, dropping at, after the draft and picking up the oh. Baltimore defense. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, especially if that's those, Joe Flacco. Oof. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm licking my chops at that one. Um, and the last two, uh, I, I did this last year for my backup quarterback. I went with Jameis. I did it again. I, I did it last year, and I'm I trying it again. I don't hate that team. And, and the kicker last. The kicker doesn't matter. It's always my last pick, no matter what. Um, happened to be Harrison Butker. Um, and I just wanted to go back, and that, that reminded me to go back and look and see. Someone took uh, uh, Tucker as the first kicker unbelievably early, and I want to see what round that was. Eighth round, they took just Why? Why are you taking a kicker in the eighth round? It's a oh kicker. God. You could not draft a kicker if it didn't make you. Right. And then <laughs> the only reason I drafted a kicker is to have one. And then some idiot followed that up and, my, and, and took Evan McPherson in the ninth round. It's like, come I on, it's kicker. every year, I'd be sitting there in the last round every year, and I'd draft Steven Hauschka every year. <laughs> I swear he was my kicker every season. No, I, I'm with you. And, and I swear every year my kicker was whoever was in Denver. It was oh, Jason sure. Elam for a Jason while. Elam, it was, yeah. uh, Matt Prater. Matt Prater was after that. Yeah, yeah. Now it's uh, Brandon McManus. And he was out there and I almost took him. But but I think Butker is a little better pick. Oh, okay. Yeah. But it's the That's last nice. hit. My, my kick, my kicker is always my last pick, no matter what. Always my yeah, last no, pick. Yeah, me too. Uh, I just, well, yeah, I'm not drafting Sebastian Janikowski in the second round like the Raiders did. <laughs> uh, but hey, he had a hell of a career for him. So, well, it's funny because it's funny because we've crapped on this team so much. So I don't want to give too much away, but I'll I'll give you one guess. One guess. <laughs> Who who my fantasy quarterback is for this thing on Sunday? Oh, ah, <laughs> uh, got it. It's a it's schedule based. What is it? Sometimes we'll look at the schedule and say, "Oh, that makes sense. He's going to light them up." You when you when you know who it is, you'll be like, "Of course it is." <laughs> All right, who, who is it? Oh, you, you, you're not going to venture a guess? No, I, I'm. What I tell you're going to be like, yeah, of course it's him. It's Lamar. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. 
No, I can, I can see it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, that, that's, a, that's a good one. That's, uh, Lamar I, Jackson would go to the Hall of Fame just off of his week <laughs> ones, if that's all that mattered. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Um, but but John Arbaugh's dominance even goes back before him. It goes back to the, the Joe Flacco. It goes back like, even was, to Flacco? Yeah. Baltimore was setting records the way they were beating people. They were beating people by like 40 in, in yeah. week one. They, like uh, three, do, you remember that, do you remember that year Lamar had five touchdown passes yeah. in week one? Yep, definitely. Yeah. Uh, no, they're playing was, the Jets? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, Joe Flacco? Uh, I, uh, we we both are. I think I, I got a few. We're both giving away our locks uh, early, but <laughs> the, the way we're talking this up. That would be funny. If we both lock up the Ravens week one. <laughs> that means we can't lock them up week two, right? Oh. Uh, yeah. So we didn't give our. Uh, we didn't talk about that about um, our, our our changes to our scoring systems and our changes yeah. to. Uh, the way we're gonna make, we're gonna pick locks. Well, I talked real briefly about the locks at the beginning of the show. Yep. That we're gonna lock ourselves out from taking or against the same team back to back weeks, which I think is I think an interesting little wrinkle. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Makes it makes us it, have some strategy. It's, yeah, it stops. It makes you go, "Oh, if I'm taking this team as my lock this week, you got to look at who they're playing the next week and go." Oh, Ooh, maybe I want to save that. <laughs> right. <laughs> but how many times do we pick the lock more off of the line than we do off of the straight up? Yeah, that's kind of why, how I do it. Just... Just yeah, a lot of times I'll take locks just off lines that don't make sense. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I'm looking down the list and I go, okay, that stands out as, why is that line that? I got to take that as my lock. Right. Yeah, it does make you have to pause and then think about some strategy. Right, so I like that. Um, our playoff scoring system is uh, going uh, a bit of an uh, uh, overhaul. Uh, due yeah, it's to going haywire. The, uh, due to the wild card games uh, expanding, there's six wild card games now instead of four, and that makes our scoring, our playoff scoring system for our handicapping. Um, has always been uh, two, three, four, five, two points for the wild card games, three points for the divisional round, four for the uh, conference finals, and five for the Super Bowl. But now with the six wild card games, that makes the wild card weekend just as valuable as the uh, conference semifinals and the division round. There's 12 points on the line for both weekends, and we both agree that that's uh, off kilter. That that doesn't that shouldn't be where the wild card weekend is just as valuable. Um, as the divisional round. So uh, we're going with your suggested point system for our playoffs. We're keeping uh, a similar number of total points on the line for the playoffs, but we're just redistributing it. So now wild card games are going to be worth one point each. Uh, so six points on the line total for wild card weekend. Uh, we keep the divisional round at three points per game. So we keep that at 12 points on the line. We're going to make the conference finals five points each for a total of 10 points uh, up for grabs. And then the big super duper bowl, we're going to make that an eight point game. If you're within eight points, when the super bowl comes around, you can make that one big pick and make that big leap and win the whole thing. Uh, So that's uh, equitable because it keeps uh, a similar 
amount of points uh, overall for the playoffs. I think uh, that comes out to what does that come out to? Twenty six forty. Uh, forty four. Wait, no. Twenty eight. Yeah. For, uh, trying to do math uh, this late. It's not not easy for me. So twenty eight plus twelve. Which is forty plus six for the wild card. That's forty six points on the lines. That sound right? Uh, what did we say we're doing? One three five eight. Right. That's what we said. Let me see here. Uh, I'm trying to go back through. Yeah, one three five eight would make it six twenty four thirty four forty two is what it would be. Okay. So it adds it about was... five points. Last year it was thirty seven. Right. So it adds about five points to the total pool, but I like it because it puts more emphasis on the games that matter more. So it doesn't. I don't want you know. It's crazy that that the wild card weekend, uh, super duper mega wicked wild card weekend, yay sports, is uh, so heavily weighted. So it's, so it's not forty. I thought it was forty six. Wait a minute. Was it six? Then eighteen, right? Oh no no no! Wild card no. weekend's only got four games. I mean, division rounds only got four games. Right. So that's six so plus twelve plus, plus ten, ten plus eight. That's almost the same. I think it's thirty eight. That's eight. Like that's six and twelve, that's that's eighteen plus ten, it's twenty eight, plus eight thirty six. So actually there you go. So it's one point less than we had before. Okay. But more heavily distributed to the more important routes. Yeah, I was I was getting the forty instead of thirty when I added the uh, wild card games, and that's what was throwing me off. Yeah, because there's six wild card games, but they're only one point. Yeah, so that's only six points. But then there's four division games for three, so that's still the highest weight points total. But there's also four games. Right. So yeah. I like that. Yeah. It's- yeah, it's, it's it's equitable and and takes less emphasis off of the uh, wild card games, which is that that's that's the the way to go. To that there shouldn't be that much emphasis on the wild card games. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sure yeah. I like it. I, I, we'll, yeah, we'll try I, it. I out. agree with it. Yep. So so I agree with that. Um, one other thing I was going to do is a slight change in the way that I put up the picks uh, on the blog, uh, because I uh, there was some show that you might have even been the, the hostile takeover show where you were uh, look, trying to look at my the way I typed uh, the way I typed it up and you were getting a little confused because I had some teams in caps and some teams in bold and it was you know ah. trying to figure out what what was what and which was which because uh, all through these years I've always put it where oh the home team is going to be in caps but some teams are always in caps no matter what, like New Orleans, Tampa Bay. So then the home team for those games, I'll put them in bold, and that'll make a you know, that'll make 
at you. So, oh, I, I can see uh, who's supposed to be at home between New Orleans and Tampa Bay because New Orleans is in bold. Well, if you, you know, if it doesn't right. come out, it's clear on your screen or on your phone or something that you can't really tell. Uh, so what I'm going to do from going forward is I'm going to keep home team in all caps, but all road teams are always going to be in small letters no matter what. So, for instance, if Tampa's visiting New Orleans, it's still going to have New Orleans in O in capital letters, but Tampa is going to be in small. TB is going to be in small ah. letters no matter what. So Okay. That's yeah, that makes, do that. That's, that, that, that's understandable if you got hyphen, you know, or abbreviated teams, but they're all caps. Yeah. So I'm just I'm just gonna make them small letters no matter what. Um, okay. And for those for those neutral site games in in England and when neither team is a is a home team as far as I'm concerned, they're both gonna be in small letters. Fuck it, I don't care. Ah. So uh, Saturday, are we picking Saturday? Uh, I don't have any idea where I'm gonna be, but I don't see why I should not be available Saturday. Even if I'm over at uh, my wife's uncle's house, I'll I'll be I'll make myself available Saturday. So yeah. Okay. And I know that next week that will well, be the 17th and 18th. That's uh, that weekend. So not this weekend for week one, but for week two, uh, yeah. I'm gonna do Friday. Oh, okay. Because Saturday uh, we're camping. <laughs> ah. So not gonna. That's our last go of camping for the season. Uh, so I'm not gonna be able to take the show from a campground. Not sure how their cell reception is gonna be up in the woods. Very uh, sketchy cell reception in campgrounds. I don't have any experience at them, but I'm just. Yeah, right. I'll take your word for it that uh, the cell reception is going to be an issue. So, yeah, so we got the so – we, so we're actually uh, – we agree for our first pick. We're going with the under underdog yeah, you, Rams. You, you surprised me. I know you love the, the Bills. I know you love Project. I, I kind of figured you were going that oh. way. So I'm surprised. Uh-huh. A little bit. Yeah, you, you, you swerved me. Yeah, because I have and, them in the Super Bowl, and, of course, I pick against them for the first game. Of course, just because. Yeah, because um, it's the fourth week of preseason. <laughs> That'll be another theme for for our week one picks. So which teams will look like they're actually ready to play football and which teams are going to look like they're still in uh, preseason? Yeah. I will give the Bills credit. They actually played Josh Allen and some of their guys for a few drives. Oh, okay. In the in the preseason, he went out there and you know touchdown drive, touchdown drive, and then they benched him. <laughs> right. Yeah, a lot of teams didn't play their guys at all. Tom, Tommy yeah. didn't play at all. There's, there's yeah, yeah, quite a few of them didn't. Play no, Rodgers didn't all. play at Rogers all. There's a lot of these guys right. didn't play at all. Yeah. See, Tommy actually. How well that goes, but Tom went. Tommy went AWOL. Right. He just dipped out of camp for a while. Like you know what? Screw you guys. I'm going out. <laughs> he just decided he wasn't going to be there for a while. Screw you guys. I'm going home. Yeah, that whole thing. Uh, I got a bad feeling. Tommy is not obviously not all there, uh, having retired already. And then once he starts getting beat around and his offensive line doesn't protect him, you know how he gets. He, he can get the red ass. So Yeah. I, I, got a, I got a feeling about them. But I took the Saints to win the division. See, you have even more of a feeling because I couldn't pull that trigger. I still got Tommy winning the division, just not dominating like he did last year. Ah, and the Saints just love to beat them up, too. They, yeah, they do. They sure do. All right. I think we're, after three yeah, hours, after about three finished. Three hours? <laughs> I'm good. 
still finding a way to have 10 minutes for the last two divisions. And I, that's, that's our hallmark. What can I say? That's yep. what we and do. I'm watching it and watching it. Yeah. Well, you, can just I mean, see it. you just see it coming. Like, well, uh-huh. It is what it is now. Yeah. What, what, what can you do? All right. So we're finally finished with our preview starting our 10th year. Can you believe it was 10 years ago when we sat there stammering and stuttering <laughs> trying to sp- no. spit our way through that first show, that first podcast? Ooh. Oh, my God. Just sitting there for that hour before the show, all like, what am I going to Oh, my God, nervous. What am I going to say? Nervous as hell, yeah. 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 Oh, and, and now after – they have our show count up somewhere. I keep overlooking it. It's like 437, 430, something like that. Like, it's a lot. a lot of shows. We've had a lot of shows. And a lot of airtime. Three hours tonight. If you didn't get your football filled tonight after three hours, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, yeah, we talked well, about the good teams and the shit teams. Some teams yeah. more than we should have. A lot more. As usual, a lot more uh, about the shit teams than we should have. All right, so so we're we're done. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm good. All right, our next show, week one, the big season opener, the uh, the rest of the week one picks. We'll get it to you Saturday night. Uh, most night most uh, weeks this season uh, is our our normal time. It's going to be Saturday night, 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central. That's when we aim to get you our picks for the week every week. Our Thursday night picks are normally going to be available on Twitter. Uh, we're not going to do a show to just give the Thursday night picks. We happen to have a show to give our Thursday night pick this week. Uh, but going forward, uh, you can find our picks on Twitter uh, before the Thursday night game starts, obviously, not after. Um, his Twitter is at IMLDJTG, and my Twitter is at IMLDDRE. That's IMLDDRE. Um, and that's where you'll be able to find those picks. But as far as the rest of week one, you can come back, and we'll have a special 60-minute show. It won't be three hours of football talk. It'll be one, maybe two, uh, this coming Saturday, 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central. And as Jay has, has already told you, our football party reviewing week one and getting our week two picks will come to you next Friday night, September the 16th um, at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central. Um, so that's our schedule for the next couple of weeks. Uh, however long you listen to this uh, podcast, hope you enjoyed it and hope we gave you everything you could possibly want to know about the upcoming NFL season. He is Jay. I am Dre. This has been, in much less detail, the podcast. So happy to be starting our 10th year of the podcast. And hopefully you all enjoyed everything that we had for you tonight. And we will be back next Saturday night. This coming Saturday night for the rest of week one, 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central. We will talk to you then.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.